Hi everyone and welcome to the 1-1. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode 100 is sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Guru, you've been here alongside me for the journey basically for the last two years straight. Two years. Uh, celebrating 100 episodes. Good to see you, Terry Layton. Think about the time. Think about what I could have achieved during that period. <laughs> eh? That's what uh, Daniel Sadik said to me the other day. And he goes, geez, my kids slept the other night. We just realised how much we could have achieved in the last three years if we had more <laughs> night's sleep. No, it's been a, uh, it's been a, um, it's been a journey, hasn't it? It's not just a journey uh, over the 100 episodes, but every week seems like a journey on its own, BJ. And, um, yeah, no, I, I must admit, when we kicked off the uh, podcast Hundred weeks ago, I uh, you always wonder how much longevity it's going to have. It might uh, lose interest if this or that, but um, no, the people seem to listen, and um, it, it's it's been ever growing. Our list of guests has probably made the show in my mind. Um, some very in depth interviews, and yeah, no, it's been a it's been a pleasure to uh, to work alongside you for the last uh, couple of years. Yeah, likewise, mate. We've come a long way from the Dome Cafe recording on our phones. So uh, we did a few trial runs uh, before we uh, we we went out and bought some, purchased some podcasting equipment. So, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been great fun. Had a lot of fun, but we'll get into that shortly. The, we good, thing, the good thing with the phones was the voice recorders have a max of 40 minutes. <laughs> so I reckon people would probably prefer it was slightly lesser quality, but it went for about a third as long. So... <laughs> I reckon they'd be pretty happy if we stuck with that. You mentioned our our esteemed guests, one of them who has joined us on multiple occasions and he's back for another crack, 1-1-HQ, Pistol Pete Antonitz. G'day, mate. G'day, g'day. Thanks for joining or having me on board for episode 100, I must say, just before we get along with anything more pleasant than this. But uh, congratulations to you both. I think out of anything in WA that has, I guess, progressed and tried to engage the community, I don't think there's been any other platform that has done as good a job in the same time frame over the last couple of years. So I think you should both be congratulated and very proud of what you've been able to do in such a short space of time. Uh, you know, if there was some sort of mechanism or way or pathway to recognising how good a job you guys have done and possibly giving you a, a, an award or at least a nomination. I think you should have been- I saw uh, you were going so far out. I was going to jump in. No, no, no. I'm not, um, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. You've done a really good job. And look, you know, it's. Um, I think the industry in time will come to recognise uh, just how beloved it is by not just participants, but by punters. And I think that's probably the main thing that, that I get talking with, with people now that I'm back in WA. So, uh, yeah, here's for another 100 at least. Thanks for the kind words, no, Pete. Thank you, Pete. Um, we will stop being so nice to each other very shortly, I Indeed. promise. But, uh, no, it's always been a pleasure having you on as well. This will be about the fifth time, I think, including the big railway stakes digger. Oh, I can't um, remember. We'll probably even have you back if you're free in a few weeks' time for the Railway Stakes episode again. But um, yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's been it's been a journey. It's been good. Don't stop believing. Yeah, where it's I, I was reading somewhere the other <laughs> very good. I was, I was reading somewhere the other day where uh, uh, most podcasts probably should, in the Southwest Times. Yes, correct. <laughs> Justin, Justin Frisk. <laughs> Most podcasts don't make it past episode seven, Terry. So we've uh, we've uh, we've certainly avoided pod fade, as they call it. But it's a hundred uh, episodes. But if you do it in time wise, as Brad said, it's about six hundred hours worth. It's probably it's really a thousand podcasts. This is basically our thousands today. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's to the next thousand. Yeah. Anyway, um, we've got many people to thank. Uh, number one has to be our producer Jen, mm. my sister Jenny Ryan. Uh, without her pushing us to actually purchase some podcasting equipment. We might have just left it on our phones <laughs> and uh, at the Dome Cafe and not worried about it. But it was Jen's insistence to uh, 
to have a crack, buy the pod- podcast gear, buy the mics, get set up and actually have a go. And then, uh, of course, she's uh, she's the one who, who listens to our hours and hours of, uh, of ramblings, cuts it all up so people can actually listen to it and um she puts it out on onto, onto the uh into the world for us as well so can't thank you enough jen uh your efforts are much appreciated and um week in week out uh our sponsors ian o'connor from the mundaring hotel timmy hewitt from uh, market city mates two gentlemen two absolute legends and uh, lovers of wa racing as well uh good friends of mine who who jumped in basically from episode one and said we'll we'll, we'll support you guys in whatever you want to do and uh of course betfair our uh, supporting sponsors gentlemen such as james mclaughlin dylan piscaneri maddie tort last week as well to maddie so uh, last week yeah, for maddie. he's, yeah. off, he's uh, out of betfair this week so yeah but, uh, extra special and, thank you uh, maddie and, yeah, and all the betfair stuff. family uh mm-hmm. supporting us and uh and allowing us to uh to uh, pay our way i suppose in a way um it's yeah 100 episodes lots of people to thank all our guests as terry said all our interviewers all our listeners and a lot of people don't have the time to listen to the show, uh, but they chime in on our, on our Twitter feed, on our competitions, and so it's a it's a big community of of WA racing lovers that we're that we're lucky enough to be front and center and and, and engaged in, and hopefully we get to uh, celebrate with a fair few of you guys uh, at Ascot this weekend, Terry, and uh, I'm led to believe that Pete Antonitz will be first on course. Is that? Is that the way this is going He's down? going straight from here on yep. Thursday afternoon <laughs> straight to Ascot, I believe. Got the sleeping bag there, but you might carry that everywhere actually looking at him. I'm not too sure. Is it going to be like the Boxing Day sales where we have to knock, <laughs> knock over some people just to get our spot? Oh, what's going on? It may very well be a bit like that, but I know where the holes in the fence are, so you can just get out there a little bit early. Pete's yeah. going to secure a position. We're going to come soon after. I reckon I'll be there by 15. It's 11.04 start, so I'll aim to get there at um, 10.45, I reckon, which is yeah, a bit of snap, crackle, punt. But, mm. um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get a spot. We're, we're just at, the, at this point in time, we're talking about just as you enter the parade ring, uh, what's the best way to describe that spot? Just past the winning post, uh, there's a big group of tables, chairs there. I think that'll be um, that'll be the place to be. If, if you can't find us, um, flick us a message or, um, or just look for the – plethora of one one pot hats that'll probably be strewn across the uh the tables but uh, we'll be there and i reckon we're going to get a big turnout everyone i'm speaking to is coming along so well i mean not only is it our 100th but it's 11 races prince of wales derby day. prince of wales black and, and white Bow, uh derby day which is monstrous in uh at flemington and of course it's golden eagle day at freddie uh, kerr's got a ride in the derby too does he yeah i think so yeah right yeah. Jeez, I better, Zinz, better double check Smith has got a couple of runners as well, hasn't yep, he? Yep, he does. Cheerful one runner moments. and one emergency, I think. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a huge day. Um, can't wait. Can't wait. Have we missed anyone on our thank yous? Uh, we definitely would have done, but um, – We might have to put something out on Twitter, I yeah. think, before Saturday. Just make sure that we caught everyone, uh, all our, all our uh, guest interviewers, everyone that's contributed to show to the show. But uh, in in – I guess in alignment with our 100th episode, we have our Top Gun tipping tournament, Terry. Your idea, which has been uh, which has been very successful, coming down to the final round, and we have the uh, the leader, the current competition leader, Chris Olsen, 
he's uh, he's tipped up a storm so far in the tip and uh, top gun uh, leads the way and um, I think we need to get him on just to pick his brains a bit before before the weekend and just to see what the nerves are like because there's a lot on the table especially those two tickets to the Guru's end of year party mm, highlight highlight mm, very and nice is, there, is it still under wraps or have you got any more information oh, can we just drip can we drip feed early January early <laughs> early January. Stay patient. Stay patient. <laughs> stay patient. Stay, yeah, patient. Yeah, stay patient. Yeah. All right. Let's let's have a chat to uh, Chrissy Olsen. Bring him in. And it's the final week of our Top Gun tipping tournament. This was the brainchild of Terry, the Perth Racing Guru, Leighton. He was hell bent on a tipping tournament, which coincided with our 100 episode. And uh, it's been a hit. We had 106 people enter Pistol Pete. Uh, slowly, we've gone from uh, I think it was 50 to 40. To 30 to 20 to 10. And the man at the top of the leaderboard, he's been in front for a few weeks now, is a gentleman by the name of Chris Olsen. And we thought we'd take his temperature leading into the final round of the Top Gun and get him on the show. Chris Olsen, mate, you've got one hand on the (laughs) Top Gun title. How does it feel leading into the final round? Oh, yeah, it was pretty good. I don't mind the pressure, actually, but. Hoping, hoping I don't choke in the final few days. Chrissy, Terry here. I love the way you've uh, punted throughout the tournament. You've uh, you found a few winners at some reasonable prices and haven't just, uh, once you've found the front, you haven't just tried to slow them up and uh, stack them up behind you and, and you've kept on tipping with a little bit of, uh, oh, you've kept on looking for a little bit of value. Um, with freedom, hasn't you? You have a, seeing as uh, you have a 300 and roughly 323 Dollar lead over Timmy Marlowe uh, heading into this week. So for anyone to beat you there straight away, you're gonna have to back basically a three dollar fifty winner. Uh, you don't have to give too much away now. The other the other punters might be listening, but uh, is there going to be a change of tack this week? Are you going to just try and add to the banks so they have to get above you, or uh, have you still got a bit of thinking to do? Um, I'll have a I'll have a good look tonight, but I don't think I'll be playing it safely. There's no point to start playing it safely now. I'll just uh, go with my gut instinct and hopefully back something at odds and make it impossible for someone to beat me. Yeah, so it might be son of backers again. You were son of backers a couple of weeks ago and uh, he won extremely well. I think um, Atlantis Beach was Chris's big result, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, it was Chrissy Atlantis yeah. Beach, was yeah, it? Yeah, that was your big result, wasn't it, Chris? Deary, me. Yeah, I think, I think when I looked at it, it was around the $10 mark and then that was grand final day. I was having a few beers and refreshed it a bit later on in the day and saw it won it. I think it was about twenty five dollars. So, yeah, pretty happy with that. Yeah, no, that'll that'll play. I think it was our second longest price winner, Toby Dunn. Peter found uh, King's Authority. I think might have been Carol our longest Cupton. price yeah. winner, the good horse from memory. But uh, yeah, no, look, I, I I've been openly a little bit disappointed the way some people have been having a crack. <laughs> but you continue to have a crack week after week, Chrissy. So, so I will openly say I am cheering for Chrissy to win it this week. So Chrissy Olsen, uh, Terry has not been happy with some of the tactics of uh, some of the other players in in the Top Gun. But Chris, you've got the the Guru's tick of approval, mate. Just running through our first prize package, we've got our inaugural Top Gun trophy, which would look right at home on the mantelpiece. We've got two tickets to Terry's end of year party, uh, which we'll have to uh, run run past the winner when uh, when the winner is announced next week. Hopefully they can attend. Uh, we've got a merchandise pack. We've got a voucher to the Mundaring Hotel and to Market City Mates. 
Chrissy Olsen, that is what is up for grabs in this week's top, uh, this weekend's finale for the Top Gun. Um, mate, what are the nerves like, and uh, what do you, what, what can we, what can we expect? I, I know that your your father, Rick Olsen, he is uh, he's mixed up with the and your mother actually is mixed up with the Steve Wolf Racing Stables. Your dad's got a runner on Saturday, not secret. In uh, early in the program, can you uh, can you give us a little pointer as to Saturday? What are you thinking? Yeah, well, we've been waiting for Not Secret to come back for a little while now. I know um, we'll give you a, a fair opinion of it, so I'll have a look uh, closer tonight. But, um, yeah, that might be getting a fair whack of the money this week. Oh, there we go. Oh. I reckon it's a bit of a pointer. Yeah. You might be uh, you might be winning the uh, the mastermind. You might be winning a few hearts when you tip out Not Secret. We all, uh, <laughs> we all jump on your coattails, Chris. <laughs> uh, good stuff, Chris. Also, it has to be said that uh, that your mum is is a uh, a shareholder in in the wonderful ladies only horse Watch Me Dance from the Steve Wolf Stable as well, as well as the full brother Hear Me Dance, Hear Me Sing rather, which is going around at Northern today. So the family's had a lot of success over the last 12 months, Terry. And Chris, the uh, son and heir, will be looking to continue the theme this weekend. Yep, it's right. All right, Chris. Hey, good luck uh, on Saturday, mate. Will you be attending Ascot Racecourse? Yeah, I think I'll be there and I'll uh, come and see you guys if I do attend. Make sure you do. There'll be one-one hats. Is that right, Terry? Plenty. Plenty on offer. Mecca Sportswear. We'll, we'll get some people taking photos as well. It's all mm. happening. And uh, But, Chris, yeah, thanks for giving up your time on a Thursday. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, good luck, Top Gun. You're leading the way. You've led the charge for a few weeks now. Uh, you're uh, you're the people's favourite at the moment. And, uh, yeah, all the best. And hopefully we'll catch up with you at Ascot on Saturday for our 100th episode celebrations. No worries. Thanks for that. And also, yeah, credit to you guys for reaching the 100 episode milestone. Your podcast is a great resource for WA Racing. Thanks, Chrissy. Appreciate it. And good luck on Saturday. I reckon you're going to absolutely brain them. No drama. Thanks a lot. It's time to partner with Betfair and preview our Asian Bow Stakes, Prince of Wales Stakes edition. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and Pete Antonitz were teaming up to record episode 100 of The One One. Your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's just after 11.30am, Thursday, the 28th of October. Northern Avon Valley Racing today. Ascot and the final Kalgoorlie of the season on Saturday, Terry? Not sure. Not sure? Could be. Close to. You felt the final of the mm. second last meeting. And then we've got Narragin on Sunday, which, are, which was originally supposed to be the opening Mount Barker meeting of the season. Been transferred to Narragin because of uh, 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 Mount Barker's not quite ready, too much rain down there. So Narragin on Sunday to finish up a, uh, the weekend of racing. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, city, meets, get out, states, competitions. And don't forget our... Not so new look. Champs and Challenges <laughs> edition um, of the, what's that one called? The Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind. With a Big Kev, who I hear is quite excited, and, uh, and Tommy J, <laughs> who looks to go back to back after his demolishment of uh, Danny Carberry uh, a week ago. Yeah, Tommy Johnston. Mm. He's the current mastermind. Uh, Kevin Evans, he will be uh, seeking some uh, to right some wrongs after he was rolled the last time he was had a crack at the master one. So good clash coming up there. Uh, what are we doing with all your little side gigs going on, Terry? Betfair Edge, I saw you see your written previews back on the Betfair Hub, always very popular. Uh, what can the uh, listeners expect from the guru over the next probably couple of days? More, probably more of the same. Written previews till Kingston. I already regret doing <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, it's just a lot of yeah writing about the same stuff. But uh, yeah, and our written preview will be up tomorrow morning, Friday morning. Sorry, and um, the yeah the bet fair edge will be on SEN or something of that nature. But, uh, I think CJP's coming on this week as well. So it'll be interesting to uh, talk to him about kissing all four cheeks and uh, the decision. Well, I think he made an early decision this campaign to commit to kissing all four cheeks of Notorious One, um, but how he actually feels about that. That'll mm. be interesting to, do you want to, to discuss. Do you want to relive the Barbary Stakes as well, Dig Deep? Northern Cup. Barbary Stakes? Did you ride him in the Barbary Stakes? It was unlucky. Oh. CJP? Uh, yeah, you rode him in the Northern Cup. It was unlucky too, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, but he, he wouldn't have won the right. Well, maybe if we get the right run race. Tell me, come with stiff. The more I watch that, like <laughs> I reckon, like and this will be, and this will be, and we love Mickey Grant, then, but that that race was set up for back. Yeah, run. it's like it was like the win of Captain Chaos was made to look better than it was I because think, of the way the race was run. Tell him we're coming should have absolutely bolted him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, wild stuff, wild stuff. I thought Dick Dick was good though. He's not a horse that's going to pick up and out sprint. Tell him we're coming. So we, the way I, I had the race being run, is it was going to be living your dream, and that's funny as that in front and. We'd be tailing him and having the first crack at him, but we stopped. Yeah, we got excellent drains stopping on us, and we're sprinting. We're sprinting behind Captain Chaos. Like it was just, it was just wild. So yeah, I ran anyway. one thirty four for the sixteen hundred or something like that. It's crazy. Um, yeah. It's a good day though, wasn't it, Peter? It was a very fun day. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, Beffa Reg, how can how can how can we tune in? What's the uh, just jump on the SEN app. track app. Yeah. yeah. Just jump on. And uh, Beffa Hub is where you'll get the written word. Yeah. Well, how did it feel to be? To be back to – were your fingers working? How was it, how was it going? Um, was yeah, it- they, they did a bit of editing actually early, which I got a bit annoyed about. But, uh, <laughs> I took out a few of you online. Did you have but, a, uh, a bit of a diva moment nah, there, Guru? just <laughs> a little bit, yeah. No, with the 11, it'll be very uh, quickly panned, just be done. Yeah. We'll just be getting it done. So, yeah, anyway, let's get into this meeting where the rail is at the true position. Um it's uh, – yeah, I've got no idea how it's going to play. Peter will tell us exactly how hot the rail is going to be. He'll know exactly. He was out there walking the track this morning. What about the rain we had during the week? It was heavy. Precipitous. Heavy. So when I was doing the form last night on Chris, it was a heavy eight or heavy nine, I think, the track was listed as. Uh, not, nice fine day today. Not too hot. Another sort of 20, 21-degree day scheduled tomorrow. Mm. Sun's out. Then it warms up a touch for Saturday. So we're going to have drying weather leading into so, – so do you think it's still going to be rain-affected, Pete? I would be guessing yeah. soft five, soft six. But yeah. we saw, was it last Saturday, that was meant to be a soft five. And from what I could gather, that was more towards a good four. That was clearly the best that we've seen the track condition-wise. Uh, they also verdi-drained the track a couple of days prior to that, which I think just helped reset things a little bit. Yeah. So – I'd be inclined to say that, yeah, with the with the wind around, it should be able to dry itself out for the weekend. Rail true, I think it should be relatively even for your longer races. The shorter races, I think, would still be favouring those on speed, tempo related. Um, but here's something just a little interesting tidbit, which I- You're going to give us a bit, Ted? Well, I wouldn't go that far. Maybe a tic-tac, but- um, In terms of the shorter sprint races at Ascot Rail True, so we're talking about under 1,200 metres, Nine of the last 24 winners have sat three wide or in a three wide lane, which prior to that, it was relatively disadvantaged to be sitting wide on the course. You'd want to be accessing lanes one to four on the straight, but it's just seeming to even out around the turn. So that was just quite interesting. So horses that are sitting three wide, no cover over a thousand, not doomsday scenarios. In fact, I'd rather be there than last. It's always mm. good days. 
if uh, the doomsday. if <laughs> anyone is listening from the Riverboat camp, just let him roll forward. <laughs> just, well, last time Riverboat sat three deep, no cover. Beat clairvoyance. clairvoyance. Exactly yeah. right. He was one of those horses who sat three wide. So that, that lane is improving and it still gives you access into those good lanes in the straight. Would you, Pete, would you call it an hot lane? I would not call it a hot lane. An hot lane. I'm missing something here, aren't I? <laughs> You're not okay. I've just got a dog on me lab and I'm trying to look at the odds as they come up. Um, you think it's a hot lane for the thousand? No, I'm trying, uh, to, put, I'm trying in, to put words into your mouth. Yeah, I'm it's not working. Absolutely no luck. Uh, okay, so we want to be wide. You want to be on speed. Okay, want to be on speed for the shorter races. All right. So if any of our listeners are wondering why we've got eleven races on Saturday, Ascot on Wednesday due to the deluge and the twenty-four hours beforehand was abandoned. However, two of those races were deemed necessary to uh, be run on Saturday. I don't know whether I necessarily agree, well, but um, the the special conditions sixteen hundred and the other and the yeah. older horses. That's for the three rods and the older horses. Special conditions zero metro win race have been carried across. So we've got eleven. Yeah, and isn't Belmont kicking off next week? Thursday. Could, couldn't we have just like pigeonholed these races back at Belmont over the coming fortnight or so? And there's Ascot on Tuesday as well. Yeah, so. I mean, you know, why, why bother having 11 races on Saturday? I don't think we really need it. Um, you'd rather be taking care of it. I don't know. It's I, other I, people's decisions. I, I can see the three-odd race because some of those horses might be trying to um, progress into yeah. other, other races. I don't think we needed the necessarily needed the older horses' special Connie's race yeah. to come across. However, we've got 11, and uh, we're going to try and find the winners of all each 11 of these races at uh, Asian Boat Stakes, Prince of Wales Stakes Day. This Saturday, Ascot, October 30. Let's roll. Race one, 11.04 a.m., the C-Corp handicap. This is one of the races that came across from Ascot on Wednesday, over the 1,600 metres. I thought, nice setup here for success play. The market agrees, currently just above $2. Pete? Yeah, I've got zero interest in this race. Um, it all comes down to tempo with a horse like Twice Lucky out in front. I suspect they go too slow for its chances. Success play gets a perfect stalk. I've got time for Mahalio as a horse, but it's drawn to disadvantage over success play. I really don't care. That's basically my opinion on the first. You know how much interest Pete had? I got less. Nothing. Couldn't yeah. care less? Nothing. Yeah. I'm not going to say one horse's name out of disdain for that race. We'll be having the first frothy at 11 Zero four. Oh, oh, four, oh, yeah. oh four. Without back to the track. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just so, to prove a point. <laughs> so there you go. There you have it. The uh, yeah. What can I say? Success, success play for me on the legger in the legger on top. Like it's, a, it's a ten race card. In oh, one. Always, always thought this horse was going to win his share of races. Uh, push clear. Chris, Chrissy Parnham had to sort of bullock his way into the clear. Uh, wore down the leader. I think it was Market Strike late to, to get a narrow victory, but the time was there. I thought the win had merit. He can uh, he can elevate off that up to the sixteen hundred meters. Gets a perfect run from gate four. Chrissy Parnham coming off a uh, significant five time, uh, five timer. Five That's time. Uh, success, success play wins for me. Race two. All right, race two over the. 1,000 metres. Uh, this is only a small but select field with- um, We've had a scratching. We've had a flying, scratching. Yeah, uh, flying missile coming out, going around the Belgravia. Mm. Um, is it the Belgravia? Burgess Queen. Burgess Queen. Sorry, Burgess Queen. On Tuesday, um, yeah, no, really, really interesting little race here. You can make a case for all Bard Dira, who I did my rear end on first up. Um, who would have thought I- uh, As did you. Did yeah, I, I was the same. In the morning. Yeah. 
Yeah, who would have thought that uh, Fred Kersley's trialers would sneak us in and uh, convince us it was a moral? But uh, the good race, ultimate command should lead. I reckon Ponyo ends up in the breeze. Scratching of um, flying missile. The biggest winner is Ponyo, I think, from a speed map point of view. Uh, front bar parks in behind him. Uh, ain't no other man. Not secret goes out the back. Um, who's the one I've missed? Dadira lands the back of the leader. Um, Look, I, I think you can make cases for many of these. Not secret, forget it, went around first start, really nice trial. Um, its initial trial maybe was even, was probably on par with its array day, just about to be honest with you. Ultimate commands your leader. Ain't no other man was held up the entirety against the older horses, looked like it was traveling. Uh, the front bar was a super trial at Lark Hill. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great horse race. I've got no real convictions here. Mm. Well, the front bar, uh, thoughts, uh, like the way that this, this filly developed. During the uh, during the Belmont winter, one thing I really really appreciated for the front bar was this filly was able to win from in front over a thousand on a soft six, and then the following start uh, drew gate ten. Uh, William Pike sort of was happy to go back get cover, came with a um, sort of barnstorming finish to to win that day as well. So won two races over the Belmont thousand in different ways. Plenty of versatility. Then ran into a pretty hot little race. It was he's a sizzler, and what oh, ran second in that race. Um, Tricks of the trade. Tricks of the trade. Three yeah. really nice three-year-olds um, coming out of emerging from that race, and that was sort of a bit of an end of prep run. Has had 70 days between runs, went back in a Lark Hill October 18 trial, sort of was sort of half hidden and then squeezed through late with William Pike on board, crypt behind Crypto Queen who ran uh, the 53.84 in the 930-metre heat. Down the back straight there at Lark Hill, just like the way she poked through and then just sort of he just sort of squeezed her up and uh, hit the line nicely in that trial. From two, I reckon it's going to get the the camp on uh, Ultimate Command and Ponyo. Pike peeling into space on straightening. I think the front bar can let down strongest and get the jockeys. Pete? Yeah, uh, as you've both alluded to, you can make cases for quite a few of these. I was pretty happy to follow Ponyo whether it went last start, but I just don't quite like this setup as much as I thought I'm – Breeze. Have. Yeah, yeah, the breeze. Look, and I've been pretty taken with both the trials of Ultimate Command and it's got the previous figures on the board from from my data. So I was happy to play that even with Flying Missile in the race. And ain't no other man, it's the other horse. It's not really one of mine, but I really like the trial. It was mm. back to first start or first up last prep. Those are the two that I'll be looking to play around. But again, I'll be on course. In a word, how you feel if the wins? No emotion. <laughs> That's two words. Emotionless. Uh, Emotionless. One thing yeah. we can learn from this race, though, so I've got the front bar favourite, but the 320 is below my price. Mm. So uh, the one thing we can learn from this race is you've got a good leader, you've got a pretty good horse out the back. I presume not secret will just drop out. So let's maybe yep. learn a little bit about certain parts of the track and how it's playing and um, yeah, that's going to be the key from this race. But uh, yeah, not secret to any horse that's currently over my price. Um, at that market, seven dollars fifty, where I'm looking at the minute. So interesting. Just on quick line, ultimate command was probably only a shade was what half a length off yep. flying missile yeah. last prep. Yeah, flying that's pretty good. Like pretty good level, isn't it? So uh, coming off two four hundred meter trials into this race, it's got to find the rail in front. As as Terry and Pete said, this is going to give us a good guide as to as to how the track's playing early in the day. This speed on in in the uh, in the one thousand meters, some some really nice three odds just kicking off. Their, uh, their preps mostly, and I think this is going to be pointed to some uh, some better races to come. The front bar for me, Pete's, Pete's sort of thinking maybe ain't no other man. Yeah, I'm ain't no other man just in front of Ultimate Command. Good, good, good little clash this. 
Front bar and not secret, if we're going to have two. Front bar and not secret. Okay. Uh, race three is the – making good time early. Let's see how see, see if we can keep this progressing. <laughs> Don't like our chances. Tap Touch, <laughs> Westby Platinum Series. It's heat two. Uh, there's a $100,000 finale on Winterbottom Stakes Day. This is the second of three heats. You have to compete in one of the heats to try and qualify for that final. This is heat two and a very, very fascinating runner resuming for the Toddy Harvey Yard. Fabergino, the flying Fabergino's full brother, no white flag. A now a four-year-old, it's only had the three starts. It comes into this race first up against some more seasoned uh, race fit horses, no white flag, trial the house down, like you, October 18. Can he bring that form to race day? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think the, the key here is um, going to be the uh, – did you know I did take on Brad this morning? I forgot to take the prices down like I was meant to do before the corporates <laughs> went up. <laughs> People have absolutely had a go at me here. They've absolutely chimed into just, just for those that missed it, Terry, just give a quick rundown of take on Brad. Uh, Brad put up his markets this morning. We always have a bit of fun uh, with Brad. Brad McManus. Brad McManus for Tab Touch. They go up first, 8 a.m., which is a great initiative from the Tab. And, um, yeah, we just always have a bit of a bit of a laugh with uh, with Bradley. So I thought my sort of biggest differential to his odds, I would chuck up one lay per race on Betfair for an hour or two. And, uh, yeah, stack them have been taken. And to be honest, this was the worst meeting to do it on. I didn't know that at the time because Brad's markets, I thought they were basically bang on mine. So I've had to lay a couple that were basically my <laughs> On my prices, and uh, yeah, it's um, a few people have had a bit of a go at me here. The eleven dollars dais, I think they went up four forty elsewhere. Um, yeah, pretty five bucks graceful girls three forty on sports bet here in front of me. So plenty of uh, plenty of value there. So we'll, um, so is the clock? Is it all over, Red Rover? Yeah, I'm, remo- I'm removing them now. I'm just going through. There isn't much to remove. They've all been taken. I was pretty generous with uh, with my uh, with the overs. I didn't just go sort of five percent over some of them. I, geez, brother Paddy's gone as well. I'm just going through them one by one. At the Everyone end. always They're, says uh, that about the guru, doesn't he? He's known for his generosity. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what most people say. <laughs> that's what most people say. <laughs> I tell my I tell I tell my mother she should stop telling. <laughs> Graceful girl gone. Uh, Indian Pacific seven dollars. Okay, I probably don't have to do this loud as we go. But we can um, do it as we go. Yeah. look, no white flag. Um, okay, what's well, oh, no one took uni time. Oh, they did. I've taken my fifties uni time. People have loved having a punt with me in the last. Anyone taking midnight blue? Half of it gone. Midnight blue. <laughs> I've set myself up for a. Jeez, I better remember to chop out on some of these. So Terry's got Ascot, Kalgoorlie, uh, and then he's got to try and chop out on his take on Brad's. This, this, yeah. is, this is going to be big. So I hope no one wants to have a conversation with me on the day. <laughs> big day. Um, <laughs> the um, race three is where we're at. So we're talking about uh, no white flag, the half to Fabergino. Yeah, super trial. Um, I guess uh, the only concern was the 1,200 metres first up, potentially, to some degree. you got a horse that runs time and goes quick over the 1,000. Over the 1,000, I'm sure it would be $1.60, $1.70, wouldn't it? But um, just the 1,200 and, and uh, whether he uh, is still going at the end, but uh, you're not going to get a much more suitable speed map. Deus will go to the breeze, but Deus won't have any interest in completely taking him on. Um, Sniffy Miss is probably on his back, and she just loves winning horse races, doesn't she, Sniffy Miss? How, just how, loves being first past the post. How close can you get standout Rose to the leader? Uh, I had three pairs back. Mm. Um, yeah, I think you mini, can't get one one. I think I had mini winnie one one. Yeah, yeah I did too. That's that's actually the way I'm going to go from a value point of view. I do think no white flag will probably win the race. This we just said before. This is the race we'll learn a lot about the inside pad. I think if um, 
yeah, I think watching No White Flag and Ultimate Command, two leaders who shouldn't have a huge amount of excuses, if they underperform, then I might start looking at the track and going, well, hang on, that inside pad might not be where we want to be. Yep. Um, and if they absolutely brain them, not No White Flag as much because it does have the potential to brain them, but Ultimate Command, then you go, maybe that's playing really nice. You should get a really good feel after this race, but um, interesting stat. Pete's just dropped a little stat regarding um, – Three wide. Hey, you have to be three wide to win at a thousand meters. That's all I heard. Mini Winnie. He wasn't listening. Mini Winnie. Odds are coming out. I'm distracted. He wasn't listening at all. Um, the the smallest of winnies, <laughs> the miniest of winnies, uh, the blinkers. First, uh, 13 career start. She didn't wear any shades. They went on um, Bunbury Cup Day. We were there, BJ. Um, was that Bunbury Cup? Yeah, we were there. Bunbury Cup day when Ladies of London won. Jade McNaught got sort of held up, flashed into second. It was a really, really good run. It was her first run with blinkers. She then came out and bang, smashed them at Bunbury in a class three, smashed them in Bunbury in a class three again, being double spice. She's then come out over 1,400 metres, drawn wide, and Billy Ain't Silly just got her. And that wasn't the end of run prep for Billy because Billy had another win to come um, in that preparation. Maybe trained off a bit from there, but then you go, beaten 2.3 length star align. That's not a horrible run. And that wasn't with Mitchell Pateman on. This, and started um, five on a favourite. Yeah, exactly right. Six plus exactly right. Yeah. So, look, if the trial was okay, but the trial she didn't um, – he didn't, sorry, have shades on. Um, look, I think they're all going to struggle to run down no white flag, but for me, the no white flag price, I just had that – I'm sort of 260-ish no white flag. It was, two, um, was 270 no white flag. Oh, there you go. So, it's just I was just a little bit sort of – I don't think I'm going to see my 350 here. This is probably mm-hmm. a horse that's going to start pretty short. And I'm six, seven bucks, mini winning. So, each way at the $16, um, it'll get me. Not expecting to get rich here, but I, I can't see how many winnies sort of triple the price of Deus or over double the price of smashing with the bar shoe on or double the price of Sniffy Miss who doesn't win too many. So mini winnie, I think, is the one that's um, maybe been missed a little bit. Yeah, here. it's got the map. I, look, I just didn't really have too much interest in this race, to be, to be fair. Look, there was a, if no white flag goes out the gate, I'll probably back it late, but yep. that's- why yeah. you're, a, you're a man that understands. Why would it go out the gate? Would it be a parading thing? Because you'd suspect a horse with its profile and the fact that maybe standout rows could be backed a little bit, but not many of these others are going to be supported all that much. Is there Are there times where you're worried about drifts? Not so much in this state. Okay. <laughs> you don't rate that? <laughs> no, no, no. I just feel that a lot of the time there's not enough money in the market in the first place for a drift to mean anything. Okay. It's not as if we're trading millions of dollars on some of these races on, you know, on the fair and all of a sudden you see a drift and you think, oh, hang on, what's going on here? Yeah, Let yeah. alone a, a drift or a plunge in something in the UK. It's almost like the market's just taking shape. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just yeah. Yeah. Fire, Plus you're at the track the majority of the time yourself, so you can see a lot of the stuff yeah. and you can be like, well, I'm not too perturbed. This isn't a, a visual drift. This yeah. isn't a horses just playing out. Like yeah, that. it's just- No white no white flag could- Be odds on. It could be. Yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah. I'm looking at its SP profile from last prep. It hasn't yep. started over two dollars, uh, especially if Ultimate Command comes out and wins, or the, you know, first two leaders win on the card. It could well be one that they find map wise. And I think there's a lot of upside there as well with Shooter McGrady jumping on board. You have to remember that Pike rode at the first three starts, even tempos. I think Shooter's a better front running jock, and he will give this horse absolutely every conceivable. What, one one thing is you look at that no white flag and it's like oh it's only one of Northern Maiden it beat Pink, Pink Carrots that form ended up being quite strong and Carrots and pushed uh, Vane Tempest next up you know yeah Belmont in three or race and then uh, it was five lengths back to f- third in that race the time was there uh, was it. W- no white flag was holding pink carrots quite comfortably on the line late. And then just forget it went around at yep. its last time at Belmont, bungled the start. It actually, its last 200 was actually 
pretty good yeah. uh, after Pikey was about to down tools on it, um, ended up coming again. But you could just tell it was inexperienced and it wasn't quite ready for it yet. Uh, had a spell for Toddy Harvey, came back, trialled um, under a handbrake really from Sean McGrady, told me outburst, finished second in that trial, goes good. Everything points towards no white flag being the uh, well and truly the horse to beat on Saturday. Yeah, do you think we've perhaps not uh, – We've perhaps what, what price were you, Pete? Have we been a bit too defensive with our pricing uh, race? No, I think it's actually pretty much bang on. I, I think it's difficult trying to price it off data, which is what I do to a certain extent. I've got objective and subjective factors. So there's some I can control, some I can't control. Mm-hmm. And the data objective factors aren't quite there yet. It hasn't won at the track and the trip. That, that's a little thing. Um, you know, you can only price it or give it so many bonuses because of the map and the trial. Um, so there's just a couple of little – I wouldn't say they're even concerns. They're just – cautions more than anything so mm-hmm. rather than pricing it closer to two dollars i've got a price you know i'd want to be taking three dollars plus yep no picking up what you're putting down Peter. Yep. i don't mind that mini winnie um mini winnie theory that uh that the guru threw out either but uh yeah sometimes you tip one and it's over your odds but you don't mm-hmm. feel like you're back the winner this that's that gonna yeah. be that occasion with mini winnie but i feel like if i do this top about 16 times i'll win more than i lose that very makes good. sense it does very good race four here we go, Terry. I'll leave this one to you. you like All right, race four, the Glenroy Schaff handicap over the 1,400, the second of the transferred meeting. Standout Rose comes out. Uh, Moe de Vega also comes out. A little bit of tempo in this one, even with Moe de Vega coming out. We'll see Ginger Flyers drawn the widest. Uncle Lino's drawn the second widest for Ray Vincent. Um, Shelby Bout. <laughs> and Shelby Batel. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. And um, Bowcount has drawn barrier seven. Um, I don't know if any of the three will want to be too defensive here. Uncle Lino won fresh last time out leading or breezing, and um, so they'll be aggressive. Ginger Flyer uh, is down uh, in trip. There's no reason they're going to go back on Ginger Flyer, and I don't think Bowcount's um, being ridden quietly um, in this race. So there should be a reasonable amount of tempo on here. And for that reason, I was looking for a horse off speed. Um, I was, I'll be honest, I was pretty keen midweek on the sort of $15, $16 zero demerits. And I think I did a bit of a number on the price and now they've opened (laughs) it up seven bucks. So um, I've cooked my own price here, to be honest with you. But um, look, I do think Fashion Queen will win the race. Uh, It's just that it wasn't the value for me. Fashion Queen, um, yeah, she's a horse massively on the rise. Trial was huge alongside Secret Plan. And Early Queen, nothing she's done in her career suggests she isn't going to be a good horse. And don't be fooled by that Geraldton win. She had to sit in the breeze and she beat Arnie's boy, who's going absolutely super. Um, yeah, she'll be super, super, super hard to beat. But, uh, yeah, I'm $2.25 Fashion Queen, five fifty zero to merits. At this point, there's no bet. I'm going to see what bet fair does. I'm going to hope that a horse like Ginger Fly is over bet. Um, and then see if we can get into those two. Mm-hmm. Fashion Queen was uh, is a Peter's Investments mare. Last season, she was heading towards uh, Oaks Park. I think, she, I think she only had the one stakes race in the 1,000 guineas. Uh, was a very was a bit stiff running fourth. I think third in that race was pure devotion. The race was won by uh, Brave Angel defeated Saleya pure devotion, and then uh, Fashion Queen ran fourth. So the um, prior to that, her provincial form was good. Changed stables, went from Team Williams to Adam, resumed at Geraldton, as Terry said, raced uh, against some pre-season competitors up there. It's, it's good racing in Geraldton, isn't it, at that level? So you can run into a handy horse. So for her to sit outside leader and sort of draw clear late and win quite comfortably was impressive. Um, even money does seem a bit yeah, 
bit light on. I, I thought she was one that might the market might miss to some degree. I don't know whether it might. It might late. This is one where I'm actually really happy keeping the powder dry. Sometimes you're happy when they really go up unders because you get that late drift and yeah. you get that a surprise. Like ginger fly is really well supported. Flicker's chance is out too. So. Is Flicker's chance out too? Yeah. Oh, that's why it's even thinner. Yeah. yeah, I thought it did look a little bit thinner. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really disappointing. They're, they're three horses I probably would have been happy to take on over to Vegas, standout rose and Flicker's chance. So, um, yeah, that's disappointing from a market and betting point of view, to be honest with you. So, yeah. No, no, I've, I've got zero interest in this race. I had zero interest in it on Wednesday, so yeah, even even less concern for me now. Um, yeah, play on. This is this is where I have lunch. This this race. Oh, is it yep. one fourteen? What would you go for? Do you think? Chickenberg was okay last week. Yeah, okay. Well cooked. You should do a you should do a uh, race course food blog. Mm. And people have been asking for it for years. I was yeah. going to say that that would require me as well to eat everything that's at the race course at yeah. least once. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm backing you in. I'm backing you in. Hey, just quickly, Terry, you mentioned how zero demerits was a bet at a certain price midweek and it isn't quite there for at the moment. What what's what, do I have a do I have a FOMO price now? The main reason was zero demerits is last time Clint wrote, I think zero demerits is going really well. I just looks too. well yeah. placed um in this race. Last time CJP rode was actually the day I think it was twenties into fives or something and yeah, it won, we, yeah, we won, won really well. So yeah. uh it's been a long prep. Ascot's not its track. Um, not too perturbed about the conditions of the racetrack though, because it has run a really nice uh race on a soft six this campaign. Um Oh, look, I it's one of those ones where I've priced it, I said five fifty, six bucks. If it's eight, nine, I'm not that excited. The fact yeah. it was fifteen, I was pretty happy to hop in, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I still think I want to see a uh, a proper price. I'd I'd love to get involved in this race at sort of two eighty fashion queen, ten bucks zero to merits, and I I'd probably pay the pair, but um yeah, not getting too involved. All right, gents, let's take a break. We uh we've got Kieran Evans and Tommy Johnston ready to go for uh, this week's edition of the Mastermind. Okay, it is now time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition just up there on um, Sunday, weren't we, Peter? Good joint. Yeah, very good joint. Got to meet Butchie for the first time. Yeah, oh. you got to sit on his big deck. Yeah, it was a very big deck. <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, BJ, tell us more about this competition. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for going up there and the heart of the hills, supporting the great man, Ian Butchie O'Connor, Mundaring Hotel. It's been up there since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, like uh, Terry and Pistol Pete, drop in, see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor and his squad. Say good day. Let him, let him know that you listen to the 1-1 WA Racing podcast. He's a wonderful supporter of uh, Terry and uh, myself over the journey, and uh, many of our listeners have gone up there. Uh, over our 100 episodes to uh, to uh, enjoy the uh, froffies, feed, have a flutter, the family atmosphere, and Butchie's big debt. So, Tommy Johnston, he saluted last week. He wiped out Danny Cup Night Carberry. Pretty devastating fashion, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And three zip. Three zip. Mm. This week, though, Kieran, Kevin, Evans, he is back for redemption on Mastermind 2.0. Kev. Welcome back to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me back. Today about a bit of redemption, is it, Kev? Yeah, it is. Look, I uh, copped a fair bit of uh, stick after that last attempt, so hopefully to go one better this, this time around. 
Jeez, you're taking on Tommy as well. So it's it's a sort of a double edged sword. Well, you got to you'll cop the stick even harder if uh, if TJ knocks you down yeah. three zip and it's it's six nil uh, in total to the uh, to Tommy Jay. So uh, geez, I'd be feeling the pressure if I was <laughs> especially especially on episode one zero zero. Yeah, no, massive, massive. Hey Kev, thanks for uh, thanks for chiming in at late notice, Tommy Johnson. I have to say, mate, you have scared away the opposition, terrified. I couldn't find anyone willing to take you on. And Kevin Evans, the brave man he is, uh, has jumped in at late notice. Tommy, what's your secret, mate? No one wants to uh, have a crack at the mastermind. I reckon if you can have a crack, this week's just the perfect week to do it. I mean, a bit sleep pride with this 11 race um, card. I reckon I might be off, off my game. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not having that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, Kev. Well, there's definitely a crowd favourite now. The one bloke has already given excuses before the first ball's been bowled. Oh, I'm, no, my off peg's on the ground. Tommy needs to have a Barocca and fire up, doesn't he? Yeah, he needs to grow up. Hey. <laughs> Tommy, you uh, got the chocolates last week. Kev, you've played before. You both, you both know how the game goes. So your names are your buzzers. And so to be crowned this week's mastermind on episode 100, you need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. Over to you, Pistol Pete. Challenger, are you ready? Yes, ready. Okay, good. <laughs> Mastermind, are you ready? Ready. Three, two, one, let's rock. Jesus, that is <laughs> we almost need to record that and just play that every week. All right, lads. Who am I? I trained my first winner in 2014. I am based in Bullsbrook. Bullsbrook. I am based in Bullsbrook. I have started only six different runners, most on multiple occasions, since March of this year. After Sunday's Northern Cup meeting, all six of those have now won. I share a last name with an ex-New Zealand cricketer who was handed 11 lifetime bans for match fixing in 2014. I share a first name with a blind American singer, most commonly known for his work on the piano. My stable jockey is Shelby Bautel. Who am I? What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I wanted a special one for episode 100. I got the reaction I wanted. Come on, lads. Stable jockey is Shelby Bautel. Three. His name's Stevie. Two. What's his last name? No. Baba. <laughs> uh, the answer was Ray Vincent. Lou Vincent was the cricketer. Ray Charles was the singer. Come on, lads. <laughs> Dear me. I reckon that's the first oh, time my. no one's got a who am I, isn't it? Uh, that was a good I one. I was going for fucking Stevie Wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I think they both were. Oh, dear me. Pete got that after uh, I I share a last name with a New Zealand ex-cricketer. I was about to say, it goes to show how how, uh, um, the minds of Terry and Pete (laughs) Pete, Pete got that question straight away. So, okay, zero, zero. Question number two. Name the horse last week's guest Patrick Carberry piloted piloted to victory in the 2017 Asian Bow Stakes. Tom. Tom. Okay. Tommy. Puna Moon. Oh. Very good, Tommy. Very good. One, Tom, Kev, zero. Next question. Name the Cerise and White runner 
who in 2014 not only captured the 1,200-metre Prince of Wales Stakes, but also the 1,600-metre Railway Stakes and 2,100-metre Kev. Kevin. Elite, elite Bell. Ah, he's on the board. Tommy concedes his first goal. Let's see how he handles a bit of pressure. 1-1. The first three across the line in last year's Railway Stakes all started. Tommy. Go, go, go. Who calls the son the inspirational girl, Red Ten Man? No. Kevin, BJ can finish reading the question now, but that was. In last year's Railway Stakes, all started in the Asian Bow Stakes of that year. Name all three. Inspirational girl. Who calls the son? And... Three, two, one. And yeah. Uni time. Uni time. Two out of three ain't bad. Famous singer once said. Next question. How many black type it's not victories? Good either, <laughs> How many black type victories did Elite Street have before claiming the 2020 Winterbottom Stakes? Tom. Tommy. Tom. Three. Grow up. Uh, Kev, Kev. For the steal. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> how many black type? Sounds like Pauline Hanson. How many black type victories? Please explain. <laughs> how many black type victories did Elite Street have before claiming the 2020 Winterbottom Stakes? Um, one. Couple of elite competitors. <laughs> <laughs> really gone to the top of the tree. Jay Rooney. Jay Rooney. Oh, no, it, was a, it was a ratings run. Yes, so zero, zero. He went. He came straight over rating seventy eight plus to win the Winterbottom yeah. Stakes last year. Did Elite yeah. Street one one? Run out of questions. Luke Gold <laughs> lines up in this week's Asian Bow Stakes. Who was his previous trainer prior to Roy Rogers? Tom. Tommy. Tommy. Oh, generally give up. Um, <laughs> incorrect. Kev. Kev, come on. Uh, <laughs> We're actually a chance of running out of questions. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, Luke Gold, previous trainer prior to Roy Rogers in three, two, one. Pearson. Vaughn no. Sigley. You guys are really putting on a show for the listeners today, guys. One, <laughs> one. All right, here we go. This gets, it gets easier from here. Who piloted? Dainty Tess in her back-to-back Prince of Wales victories in 17 and 18. Chris Parnham. Or Kev. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's Chris playing as well, is he? <laughs> the wheel yeah. side. Kev, he's, oh, he's, launched, he's launched to that one. That's, uh, so it's two to Kev and one yeah. to Tom. I've lost, I've yeah, lost, I've lost count. We're up to question 27, so it is, it's, it's fairly convenient. <laughs> this is brilliant. Kev, you've got your hoof on the till, mate. You're almost there. Bring it home. Tommy Johnston, can he get off the canvas? Two, one. Next question. Who defeated Outback Jack in the Melvista Stakes at Ascot last March? Tom. Tom. Tommy. Western Empire. That's a gimme. Oh, that's an absolute <laughs> that's gimme. Ridiculous. Oh, that's a gimme. And it gimme. can't win the railway. Oh, no. It cannot win the railway. Oh, I like it, Kev. <laughs> Two, 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 two. Two all. This is what we needed. This is actually, this is the last question, fellas. This actually is. So... Here we go. Neither of them win if no one gets it. Next question. <laughs> let's have our first. Let's have our first draw. Okay. 
Who, okay, this, lucky I wrote this question in. This was random. Who was the original trainer of Saturday's runner God has chosen? Oh, the last thing I wanted to hear was silence. What? Three, two, one. one. Oh, come on, lads. No. Neil, is it Neil Lee? Neil Lee. Neil Lee. <laughs> General Lee. <laughs> Neil, Neil Lee. Wow. All right. Fellas, Neil Lee in Albany. Bad income. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're, we're what gonna, do we do? We're do we, honestly do we get a runner each from a do, – do we get a head-to-head -head runner? How are we going to do this? I don't know. We, we, don't, uh, we don't allow for this type of, uh, these type of efforts on the 1-1 one -one podcast. We're, we're, in, uh, we're in a bit of shock here. What do you got, Pete? Anything, anything coming to you? Can we, just, can we throw one out at him? Oh, uh, boys, just – it's too old. We're just going to – Pat out some time here while Pistol Pete Antonitz comes up with a tiebreaker question. While we're at it, I heard Kev say that uh, Western Empire cannot win the railway. Who are our, who are our early railway, winner bottom, Kingston Town thoughts? I'll throw to you first, Kev. Who have you got? Railway first. Me, me first? Yeah. Yeah. Um, win to bottom, I, I like Graceful Girl. Graceful Girl. Um, early. Um, I think. The railway is probably the most open of them all. Um, probably top seed kissing all four cheeks at the moment. Um, she'll win this weekend. And I think the Kingston Town sort of is semi over as it is with Treasured Star. Over. It's over. That's where I'm at at the moment. Tommy Johnson, yeah. what are you getting your early thoughts on the three group ones? Um, I was happy enough to have a little go at Treasured Star, kissing all four cheeks. And Western Empire, because of staff for the Kingston Town and uh, the other two for the railway. And then the Winterbottom, I have no clue. I think it'll just be priced on the day, but nothing in the early market looked at all appealing. I like it, Tommy. I like it. There you go over there, Pete. Look, I found a good question, but I'm not sure if it'll be a little bit too vintage for our two gentlemen. Oh, here. Let's go. Oh, let's go. We've got to have let's it. Let's go. We've got to have it. In three, two, one. I'm throwing to you, Pete Antonis. Come on, let's 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 get let's find a winner. The Prince of Wales Stakes has been won on back to back occasions by Belinda's Star in seventy five and seventy six, <laughs> Century Blazer in ninety five and ninety six, Secret Remedy in two thousand and two thousand and one, most recently Dainty Tess in twenty seventeen and eighteen. But who won back to back in two thousand and ten and two thousand and eleven? Kev. Kevin. Oh. Waratah's secret. Oh, he's got it. Did you know that, Tommy? Yeah, I did. Oh, oh good stuff. That's a good question, too. Well done, Pete. Well done. I reckon Pete should win this week, Carson. <laughs> for coming up with that question. No, I don't want to be back next week. to Kieran, Kevin, Evans. Redemption for our man. He's had a second crack at Mastermind 2.0, and now he's officially the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Kev. You're back, mate. You're back on top. How does it feel? <laughs> uh, look, it feels good to get a W after I was uh, one of the top gun competition, but, you know, nothing like a bit of confidence. Tell you what, he, uh, BJ struggled to get a competitor take on Tommy this week. I reckon after listening to that, they will be lining up <laughs> down the street <laughs> to, be, uh, to be having a go here this week, I reckon, Kev. Uh, my dog's just rolling <laughs> over saying, can I, uh, can I have a bit of a dip? So, uh, yeah, I reckon, uh, yeah, no, we shouldn't have too many issues Absolute finding someone to take you on. Absolutely classic edition of the mastermind yeah. on our milestone, <laughs> doesn't it, hey? Absolutely. 
I was just I was literally just thinking the show goes long enough and we've just added another <laughs> show, so fair A hundred questions for our hundred episodes. Uh, Kev, hey mate, you're uh you're you you are the new mastermind, mate. Will you be uh will you be around next Thursday to have a, have another crack? Fantastic, yeah. I'll I'll get up for it. Tommy okay. Tommy Johnston, thanks mate. Thanks for being a part of the show. Uh all the best with your punting today and over the weekend and uh you're always welcome back here at the one one no thank you apologies you have to put up with that rubbish <laughs> <laughs> and tommy Kerr, give us one for the weekend just give us a name what's your best for the weekend uh on red alert at the park okay kev yeah uh, kiss it kiss it all four cheeks oh, i like it thank you very much lads appreciate it punt well are we seeing you guys on saturday yeah potentially yes yeah. Okay, well, Tommy now wins it because he's a definite. So Tommy's a master. And to Kev and Tommy, thanks for all your support uh, with our podcast over the journey. And uh, if you do happen to make your way out to Ascot on Saturday, then uh, be great to catch up and uh, have a yarn and hopefully back a winner or two. So once again, Kev, Kevin Evans, you are the mastermind and we'll see you next Thursday. Tommy Johnson, thanks again. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Well, wow, well, well. I reckon the less said about that, the better. It was an epic. <laughs> it was an epic. It was a couple of. Uh, it was almost like they both uh, backed each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one was, wants to leave. Yeah, it was like a, a H grade game of cricket, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, you and me. No, nah, well, we got there. Kev uh, got the job done. Great last question, Peter. For me, you're the only person that came out of that with a W next to their name. Look, Great scrambling. Yeah. Remiss of me not to also mention Idyllic Prince, who was one of my favourite horses early days, who did win the Prince of Wales twice, but was split by Dark Target. Uh, I didn't yeah. win back to back. Yeah. Century Blazer was one of my favourite yeah. horses back in the day as well. That was okay. Paul the Duck King on board, oh, and Pinky. David Harrison Ooh. was the uh, was the trainer in the McFlirt colours. So yeah, okay. Blinder Star was a little bit before me, not too much. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Down in the seventies, you would have been about thirty then, yeah. Yeah, got my first grey hair. That's just went back to back. You're on the second horse. <laughs> uh, all right, that is Mastermind Two Point done for episode one hundred. Congrats again to. Kieran Evans, that $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring. Harley Hill since 1899 is in the mail. And we're back for race five of the 11 race marathon program. It's the Crown Perth Handicap, over 1,400 metres. And we, uh, one of our questions in the mastermind actually, were centred around this horse. God has chosen. Um, I don't think either of the boys got that one right, did they? Poor old Neil Lee. Jeez, I hope this horse goes better than the mastermind did. <laughs> Poor old Neil Lee. We think, what more can I do? Like, I've just uh, handed Lindsay Smith a ready-made horse on a platter. Now, God has chosen. He uh, leads the market. This is a really interesting runner, interesting galloper. This had uh, three starts in Albany for Neil Lee. One, two. The only time it lowered its colours was it was defeated by a then-flying Fangio. Uh, spelled, came back with Lindsay Smith, trialled really nicely at Larkhill and then was a tough old watch first up at Northern on October 20th. A bit coming about it, didn't for Bradley Rorilla? There's <laughs> a couple he'd probably want again, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. That was, um, geez, there's some horses that, yeah, that was, that was a good thing, Baton. Yeah, should have won. And that's the issue here, isn't it? Because the price, you got the price first up, yeah. it didn't win. You don't have the price second up. 
Do you think, because first up, um, I've got in front of me, but Miss America traded something like $1.85 Betfair, and this still traded in the low fours. So Miss America took up nearly 60% of the market mm. type thing, and it still traded for. And you had a couple of others. Like, I think Jimmy Taylor had uh, Enticing in it, who went mm. around about 30 to 1. Ghost Who Walks went around 8, 9, 10 to 1. Uh, X Celestial, the winner, was $66 Betfair SP. They were all going better than that. Like, it just shows you that how much market percentage it would have taken up if Miss America wasn't in the race. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if this trade some even money. Uh, yeah, I'm not disputing that. I think it looks really, really difficult to beat. Uh, the like only- already, if you check your, if you've already backed it, they're already paying it out. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> how good was them paying out Zaki a couple of weeks ago? Oh. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was laying it. Um, <laughs> What are we talking about? God has chosen. Uh, uh, Neil Lee, the mastermind. Look, if they're making ground, it's a fair track, which I expect it will be. It is close to a complete and utter. It's not my price range, really. I mean, what price am I jumping into here? I'd rather see it parade, make sure the track's playing okay, and then take, you know, $2.10 if I was that way inclined. That's but I'm very- not, So yeah. I won't. That's bang on. Sort of risk versus reward, isn't it, at this yep. stage? If you could take a good overs and take the risk on how it's going to parade, you, you do so. But, uh, yeah, now it's done 235, starting to get a little bit thin. I'm, I must admit, I'm 205 and I could not have got it any longer. That was the longest yep. I could have possibly got it. What price, sorry? 205. Yeah. So um, what, what did you think when uh, our man Bradley, 310? Yeah, I was happy with the 310. Yeah. Um, would have liked to secure a little bit more of the 310, yeah, to be honest that's, with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that the three ten um, would be a nice price. Anything, but hopefully, hopefully there's some Barrow money. Barrow's got good figures. Barrow pushed real charisma last start, um, but it's now been Barrow has run seven seconds since uh, her last victory. Last victory. Yeah. So that's a lot of seconds. But uh, Barrow maps yeah, man, nicely. Barrow might have field position. I've got to chosen. Also early rises uh, to fifty nine. Yeah, Amir carrying the weight mm. is always a bit of a worry. So, but yeah, I've got many uh, other dangers. My clear third elect. Um, was Kaz Kazi. That was my – I was just going mm. to ask you what you thought of that. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it'll start any old price. If God has chosen yeah. starts eighty, and God has chosen will be my best on the card, but if God has chosen starts eighty, and I'm not going to be able to have any more on, I might look at something each way, Kaz Kazi at 40 or 50 to 1, late well, exchange. Yeah. It's a – I think it gets to the breeze unless they go forward with Eurasia, but I think it gets to the breeze and um, it's a real – it's a good horse you want from the breeze and Roy Rogers has them fit, ready to go fresh. Um, did we buy a horse off Roy Rogers on Sunday, by the way? <laughs> Hang on, do tell. Maybe. Do yeah, tell. I think we did actually. We yeah, well, when, when you say we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear man, that's a story for later. But uh, yeah, I think Kaskarski can go forward, get to the breeze, and um, grind and grind and grind. And if it's a day where it's really, really difficult to make um, make ground, it might be one that makes sense at yep. a crazy price each way late. Yep. Uh, one last thought from me. I'm very keen. God has chosen as well. Um, super disappointed with that first up defeat, but uh, we uh, we lick our wounds and we go again. I, you were keen on this horse three starts ago, Terry. I know she's deep into her prep now, but I didn't mind the run of Glamour Pack behind Big Bad Boom the other day. From two, uh, I think did win the West Speed final over the Ascot 1400 metres around this time last year. Back to Ascot from a low draw, uh, I think Glamour Pack could could uh, run a place um, maybe at about $4, $4 a place, yeah. something like that. So, uh, But yeah, this is all about God has chosen for me. And one last question to both of you esteemed analysts. Do you think Jimmy Greve made the right decision by starting Cocky Joy in this race as opposed to the Asian Bow Stakes? I'll let Pete take that one. Um, 
I don't think it matters. He <laughs> <laughs> could, so, yeah. could have started at Kalgoorlie on the same day, I reckon. Well, so. poor old Cocky Joy did start at Wait for Age in the Idyllic Prince Stakes five starts. Yeah, and so. ran actually reasonably well. Yeah, it was only beaten four yeah. weeks. Yeah. So, and then we all did our ass on the next day <laughs> because we thought, oh, hang on, that form's going to hold up here. He uh, keeps us on, his toe, on our toes, does Jimmy J, but that's his race five. Run and done. Race six, the all flag signs and banners handicap over the 1800 meters. Uh, another special conditions race that's a bit light on for depth on the day. Uh, I found this race a bit tricky actually, um, especially trying to work out who was going to come across and lead this field up. Pete, what are your early thoughts on race six of the day? Yeah, I completely agree with what you just said. I think the start is crucial for a few of these. You know, Outback Jack, Secret Pearl, Jump Well, mm-hmm. even like a horse like Jarman, which they've tried to use a little bit more positively mm-hmm. when it's drawn better. If they begin well, they'll be able to come across. But the 1800 is just such a tricky start in general that if they're slow away, all of a sudden you just think, well, who lobs in front here? Especially a horse like Outback Jack from Area 10 if mm. they do, and you'd expect they go forward. I would have um, thought so. You know, I actually ran second to um, Western Empire <laughs> in the Mel Vista. The uh, Outback Jack? Yeah, oh. it um, That's its career best performance, Outback Jack, and I think going forward that's how to do its best racing. Um, but, yeah, you're right, it's a horse that can step slowly and then you have to muster mm. the circle at the 1800 with the 60. That's going to tell late, you'd think. So, um yeah, sticky, sticky old map. But uh, I'll tell you what, this is what, what I don't really like anything here much at all. But what this is, is it's a good betting race. And it's a good race. You can have an opinion and, and you can get a price. And yep. if you're an each way punny, you can get an each way price or whatever. Uh, you sort of um, you sort of do like on the day. Um, but yeah, I, I was pretty happy. I'm just looking at uh, the sports hurt mark and BJ's little words. And I was happy taking on Savinick to some degree. I felt its last win. While being good was really it was blessed. It was blessed. Mm. Yeah, it was absolutely blessed. Beanie was a moral beaten. Um, Jadavi was the one chasing. The three wide line was the spot to be on the day. Is yeah. it going to be any different on Saturday though? Yeah, from Barry. So yeah, it's going to be three or four. Like it's going to be on a in a potentially slowly run race. It's going to be probably three horses back. They don't want to use it early. I think that's what they've figured out with Savinick. And I, I just go back to that run when it sort of stepped up to this top of grade in the Ladies' Day Cup at Northern. I thought it was just ordinary. I thought it just plotted to the line, and that was the only chance we've had to see it compete against maybe a. A reasonable little field. Like this is a it's it's not a great field, but it's a reasonable little field, you know? It ran so, it ran thirty three six three for the last six hundred in the ladies' day cup. Yeah, and I think it was a pretty similar last six hundred to our idol. If you look at some of the horses around it and how they finished, they haven't come out and Done a huge amount. Um they did walk that though, didn't they? It was funny because watching yeah, that was, race watch that race live, you saw Arnie's boy and uh, out in front, there was two of men in front, and you thought they must have been because they were strung out a bit, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. you thought they must, but they weren't going. Hurt. That was a very um, sort of confusing on the eye to some degree. But mm. look, mainly for me, I'm taking it on because of the price. Right. I mean, Three dollars twenty three forty. That's um, that's wildly under the odds, but um, yeah, tough. Tough race. Do you know how a horse who's dying to win, and if this was over two thousand plus, they could per, and, uh, yeah. probably put them away. Here. But you'd love to see if they don't go quickly at the six hundred. Lactar just says. Press the button and off they go because they will not catch Secret Pearl, a fit Secret Pearl, even over the 1800. I reckon she should have won the other day, actually. Yeah, so. 100%. She should have won the other day. Roman Flirt was just given a 10 by Pike. Mm. Um, and the money, you see the money? Like For Secret Pearl. Fours or yeah. something. It was off the absolute map. So, um, yeah, sticky race. You know, it's funny. We really get the talk about a, a Cerise and White Runner at a price, but I think Real Passion's going to be missed a little bit here. Yeah, I do too. Um, I actually had Real Passion. I've got three of them on top, um, Outback Jack, Secret Pearl, and Real Passion all around the $5 mark. 
Um, but real passion, <clears throat> first trial was really nice. First up was horrible. Second up at Jero, um, went well with Jed on. Just, just forget that was actually not a bad run. Then last start went super behind Megan on at Jero again. CJP dropped the reins. Yeah, Did you see that? yeah, he was on Megadon with me. I think <laughs> slightly humorous, but um, <laughs> only slightly. Well, you know, if you're on start, start to Oreo, Star or, Oreo, yeah, you would have been uh, a little bit shitty. But anyway, yeah. for a, for a top jock, pretty rare to see that happen these days. But um, yeah, I just think Pikey can hold a spot from the gate, and it's it's two wins have been when Chrissy Parnham gave real passion. I took Chrissy Parnham twice, I think, gave yeah. real passion two ten out of tens. So for it to win, it's probably going to need a ten out of ten. But W Pike. Barrier three, you, you're probably going to get a ten out of ten. So yeah, do the math. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. We've seen it a few times. So yeah. Um, yeah, no, good little race. Special picture was huge last start, but hard to trust Shelby through the fence and yeah. just get, get out and find it at the right time. Yeah, I, I was happy enough. I thought, um, what do we just call it? Special picture. I was trying to call it something else there for a second. Secret picture's not a thing. <laughs> Special picture was the one that I was happy to have something on at double figures. Mm -hmm. I think it's just going better than and it's relatively consistent since joining Ray Vincent. I thought from gate one, not that much speed. I'm not sure that Savinick's going to necessarily sit in front of it. I'm not even sure Real Passion will. I think they would both be happy to just sit one out, one back, or then flush back one pair. So wouldn't be surprised if special picture even sits leaders back, depending on how many go forward. So that was the, the one that I was just angling towards. I've got it marked shorter than the double figures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Joe, tough. I tough. thought you'd be. I thought you'd be an outback jackman. Yeah, you know? I, I was. I was pretty. First glance, first draft, I was outback jack, and then I just thought. I think he's he is unbeaten twice, second up. Uh, I just thought he's probably just going to be one of those horses that's going to just build progressively into his campaign. Yeah. I just don't feel as though SJ will have him rock, ready to rock and roll just yet. Working forward with sixty from the from the draw, if he, yeah, I just just think he might might need another run or two um, out back, Jack. And I was just sort of looking for something that's going to have a soft run that might be able to get the last crack in him, which is sort of why I came to. To Savinick at, at the end, race fit, good good yard. Chris Parnham flying, uh, just going to get sucked into the race if she can work. If Chris can work her into the race with a bit of momentum and get last crack at him, she's got a strong enough finish. Same can be said for, for real passion, getting the soft run. When when Clint Johnston, I, I, I imagine if Clint Johnston didn't drop his reins at Geraldton the other day, probably finishes a length. That's what I thought. Pushes yeah. Megadon right to the line. Um, and Secret Pearl, I've been on on her in the last two. I thought the ride two back over 1,800 metres was – it's got the tactics horribly wrong, wrong that day when they went back um, and just stiff with Lucy Warwick on last start yep. when, when held up behind a, a horse that was stopping. Uh, I think that was sax on, sax off, wasn't it? Got in got in the way and – It was bolting too. A secret pearl? Mm. Yeah, and just kept coming late. But I think what you said, Terry, if Lacta can read the play keeper off the fence, uh, maybe maybe make this into a staying test from the, you know, the 600, something like that. Secret Pearl could be the one. So there's just Actually, a, one sitting in the breeze for Jason Brown last campaign. Over oh, 800. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, didn't beat March. but um, That was when she went on a bit of a winning streak, yep. wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. So I think Albert Jack is is the horse with the, the most potential in the race, probably the most ability. Uh, just feel as though he might be one run short. Not Low confidence here for me. I just got Savinick on top in the leg up. I was 380, Savinick, but I can I can be swayed by the by Betfair late as to what I'm going to play. So... Bang on, yeah. Good race for Batfair, I think. Who knows? Real passion might be one that's really uh, not supported. There could be big money in that horse like Outback Jack. Um, yeah, happy to happy to see what the track's doing and um, what Betfair tells me to do. It will tell me what to back here. They. 
They. They. Go against they. Will be them. Stick to you. Stick and by, to you. by you, I'm referring to me because I'm talking <laughs> to second person. So stick to what you think. Kevin, Race you number know. seven. Nah. <laughs> We're not even there yet. No, we're not, not even there yet. Yeah, the, <laughs> Far the, out. The mum, the GH mum, not a bad, not a bad champagne. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember before we start this race that we were both super keen, naughty by nature, and you said if she wins, yeah, uh, you'll get there's going to be bottles of mum champagne on offer down in the stone medalist. Mm-hmm. Not only did she not win that day, she never, still hasn't got out, and after. Post that has gone on to uh, Win states, bigger yeah. and bigger and better things, yeah. and is a, is a is a big chance in the uh, Asian boat. She's still stuck back there with Tudor Lad. <laughs> <laughs> with Tudor Lad, that's a very niche in joke. But there was one day, I remember back in Tudor Lad, I'm pretty sure it was at Belmont, Ross, got blocked Ross. for a run for about yeah. 300 meters. Still stuck. Still stuck. Still there. <laughs> Never forget. You can pay salty or what? <laughs> Look at this salt. How, how many years ago is that? This was that would be a long time ago. Two thousands, yeah. fifteen long? years has yeah. to be surely. Yeah, Are they, have the wounds healed at all? Emotionless, wordless. Ah, yeah, I do, I do remember. Anyway, the mum handicap. I really can have a bit more, um, bit more luck here. This might be a mum mum result as well, actually. Um, if we can, because uh, you, you did lay uh, the five real charisma and your take on. Uh, yeah, I did. I did. I said, uh, I reckon the other 10 I've laid will all lose. This one definitely can win. I'm not laying real charisma because I think it's uh, unbeatable. I just thought it was under the odds at, um, at two bucks or whatever it was. So thought we'd chuck up some $2.50. And did, um, did that all get taken? That's been, yeah, yeah. Most, most of that's been taken, I think. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I mean, last start, we saw real charisma drift out late to about $2.80. And this race probably has more depth. That one had MTA, who the money came for. But there should be some support for Play Marika, Big Batter Boom, MTA, and even Brave Angel. Brave Angel one or two yeah. of the other roughies are going pretty well too. Mm-hmm. Um, in all fairness, if it's a if it's a big off pace track, there's a couple in there that can play a part. But um, yeah, I just think we'll with the setup from Barrier Nine. Um, this to me, I, I love this type of map. There's a lot of races on the day where. I feel like um, there's no obvious speed, and, and I hate betting into that type of stuff. I just hate it because I want to know. I don't just like saying, I want to back that because that's the horse I want to be. I want to know how the horse is going to win too. I want to make a decision, okay, this is how it's going to win. And this race to me was probably the most obvious speed map of the day. You had uh, Big Batter Boom drawn four, MTA five. It'd be interesting if um, Big Batter Boom can hold out MTA because they might show a bit of aggression to try and cross, but they should settle one, two, whether it's pop-out breeze, um, however it is. There was no real, what I found about this race is there's a heap of back markers. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no real obvious horse to jump on the back of the speed, and that, to me, should be playing Marika. Yep. Leaders um, back playing Marika. Yeah, yeah, leaders back playing Marika. And if you go to playing Marika's last two runs off, off the seven days, she hasn't just won, but she's won with a leg in the air. Like, she's won really, really comfortably. Um, I think she's had three goes for two wins in a third yep. and the third she was beaten very narrowly and not a bad race yep. actually yeah and the the second last time uh well now her other victory in that period of time her last three wins the other one was off 10 days mm-hmm. and there are three shortest gaps between runs so she's clearly just she clearly thrives off the short backup um but um the weight is now catching up with her that's that's obviously a major query but 
all those wins, as I said, she's had something in hand. So she might have the scope to have another win with the 60 and a half. That she might have that just, in there. And just, then she might be on her mark completely. Point of view. Yeah, yeah, then she might be on her mark completely. But this is a race where I'm really relying on those two, giving a nice kick, her holding the back of them. If you look at her win versus Bogart, maybe a year ago, I haven't got that in front of me. Um, it's almost identical what I want to see here. Um, real curious to come late, but just simply not get there. Um, but yeah, I think it looks a really, really nice map for playing Marika if Lucy can get the back um, of the right horse. Um, she's got two to choose from. Um, and just peel and, and let her roll from the top of the straight. I think she'll be um, too pretty hard to catch. I thought Brave Angel was going to be in a similar spot as well. Yeah. Brave Angels, yeah, that's the one I want to save on, Brave Angels. So I've marked them equal second favourites. think it was super. Uh, first up and then first second up last campaign actually won the um, Thousand Guineas. Mm-hmm. Yes, was yeah. it thousand guineas? Yeah, won the won the thousand guineas over yeah. Salaya and Pure Devotion and some pretty sharp animals. So um, yeah, I think Brave Angel at around that uh, double figure quote is worth a bet as well. But um, yeah, I'm not going to be going over the top if Pikey gets the the favours like he did first up on Real Christmas. How was that? Like all those horses taking on MTA that there was no speed in the race, yep. and then Red Publisher. Just brought real charisma all the way around the bend, like right into it. So there you go. Just dropped him off at the door and said, you, you win from there, real charisma. And, and she, she had uh, Beret chasing her. As and well. she had Beret chasing her. Beret really stuck well with her to the line. So Jury is just a little bit out still on real charisma if she's um, if she's as good um, as some of the others. So I just think this we, we've got good, to take some of these This would be on. a good litmus test for real charisma. 100%. Yeah. Uh, and the thing Matt, is, she could, go, the, she could go brilliantly here yeah. and still lose yeah. because the map is right against her. When you've got a back marker with strong leaders it becomes extra difficult so um it, it just it just depends whether she can get that three wide tra- uh, track up into the race like mm-hmm. she did the other day it's uh it's a completely different setup and i had her uh, a bit longer as well terry so i, I think that i had a three in front of her yep yeah i was i was flat three dollars yep. yeah yeah i was 340 i think what, so. you, what price you can pay yeah I'm, I'm similar yeah mm-hmm. but having said all that She's still got the best figures for me in yeah. the field, yeah. and even that first up, you know, you win. feel like you're finding it get get a baby. Just you sort of feel like she's probably going to win. Yeah, so but- it's it's one of those races for me. So I've got Brave Angel Mark single figures. Mm-hmm. I was also happy to throw something on Stafford's lad, big odds. He's just cool. flying. Like he was not suited at all there last start, and I know the drop back's a little bit of a concern, but he just keeps going well, no matter what the Morton's throw at him. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I understand the playing Marika angle as well. I've been disappointed with MTA this prep. Um, I know we had a couple of excuses there too back, but it just hasn't quite shown enough for me. Well, um, do you reckon Brad Willers opted? Well, do you reckon I'm pretty confident Brad Willers opted to ride um, Big Butterbow? I would have thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Heard some rumors in private that uh, Roy's telling people that it's um, better than Fangio. Big yep. Bada Boom, it's a uh, very good horse. He's, yeah. a, he's got a very yeah. high opinion of Big Bada Boom. So. Big strong horse, loves to win. Yeah, uh, were love, you a on, big, love a big strong horse. Were you, horse, horse, uh, were you on Big Bada Boom first up? No, no, I, I wasn't. No, I, that was a, a day I was at a wedding, so I wasn't actually betting outside of what I did early and yep. had a look at the replay afterwards and thought, oh, I've missed a trick here because I think I had it marked 15, it 16 one or something. Which one's that? Big Bada Boom and, you know, there's plenty of 20 plus. And- yeah. Anyway, yeah, look, it's one of those races where I'm looking for angles and I might be looking for them a little bit too much. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah I get when that feeling. You, you want the- to get something beaten so hard sometimes. But you're looking at it now, it's $1.85. Yeah, exactly. We've, we've what what price try and get you want to beat. take? Yeah. If it's 260 $280 and everything else is 20 30% shorty, uh, not not really too perturbed yeah. at this point in time. But um, where the money comes is going to be the interesting part. Like at the moment, I'm looking playing Marika and Brave Angel are both 13 bucks. So I'm looking- they might trade higher. They they might not. One of them might. It's it's a it's a race where I 
can't pinpoint exactly where the money will come hard if it isn't for real Christmas. If she gets some yeah. wobbles again, I don't know who's the one that will um, be the sort of the medium of support. I don't know how much the market finds seven-day backups. Like playing Marika is one mm. I think probably will always. What, what price are you playing Marika? Uh, bang on 11. You're 11 bucks. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And Brave Angel? Uh, six. Six, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm seven fifty. Brave Angel. Yeah, seven fifty. The pair, yep. basically, in front of me. But eleven yeah, eleven dollars playing Marika. Yeah, um, yeah. I real Christmas too short for me right now. Uh, value point of view, I'm I'm really looking at the the Brave Angel price at the moment. Um, what is she? And there was no money for her first up either, so she drifted right out. Gets that softer gate here, but still has the potential to sit off the fence as well. Yeah. So. And as you said, not too much speed. So if Brave Angel half jumps can just sit on the outside of playing Marika, it's one out, one back with downforce potentially looking for a more forward position. But I think they'll probably sit downforce if there's a little bit of intent from Brave Angel early. So poor old downforce back is a enough, haven't they? Hello, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Deary me. Yeah. So uh, this is. The acid for real charisma. We'll find out what she's made yeah. of. So, Dave, people, if you want to take the shorts, then you can. It's it's uh, it's going to be. Um, but yeah, it's she's going to make you sweat a little bit. I think that's just natural style of racing. But uh, uh, we'll see just how good she is in a race where she's probably going to be unsuited. But she just might be that bit better than them. She's black type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'll be having, definitely having something on Brave Angel. Uh, word to finish, Guru. Uh, no, I've said them all. Marika? Ma- Marika, Brave Angel, yeah. But, uh, again, I don't want to do my bum here because uh, Real Charisma with uh, with the right run will be very hard. You're not that. going broke. I'm not going broke. Exactly right. I'll throw this one to you, Terry. Race 8? Yeah, Race 8. Well, I tell you what, this is uh, oh, the, the old Kiki. The old, I, was, I was looking at the uh, the market, which didn't have the uh, the race name there. The old Kiki. Quaklean. The handicap. <laughs> The old, the old QC, the Tom Percy QC handicap over the 72 <laughs> plus. This is, um, well, this is as good a, um, as good as a 72 plus race we are ever going to see. I'm pretty excited about the sprint in race nine, but um, we've seen those horses do battle several times now and um, the same sort of bunch, but we've never seen Graceful Girl come up against Will Chino, come up against uh, Triple Missile, and probably need to mention this will test you as well. We can't completely dismiss her from a good draw. It's a, um, yeah, it, it's a fascinating race whereby uh, – it will come down to luck in running and fluency in running. And what I mean by that is you've got Zeeble drawn barrier 10. Zeeble has led at 19, has found the rail um, at 19 of his um, 20 career West Australian starts. And one of those, um, there was actually an announcement they were going to try and take a sit. And um, and they still couldn't uh, still couldn't uh, take the sit. It still ended up in front. So I wouldn't be surprised if Zeeble manages to cross wheel chain home. Chrissy Parnham probably then looks to pop out and perhaps land in the breeze. But if there's any issues in doing that and he gets caught on the back of Zeeble or if there's any fluency issues and it doesn't work out smoothly for Will Chino, that's when it's going to be super hard when you've got horses like Triple Missile mainly and Graceful Girl who are going to be um, obviously running massive last 200. So uh, run this race a few times, BJ. I think you get a few different results. But um, really focusing on Triple Missile and Will Chino for me, I think the drop back to 1,000 metres Graceful Girl is – 
just so hard. She's run off her legs at 1,200, you know. So um, I, think, I think you just had to come back here from a program. Oh, yeah, 100%. Exactly right. So, yeah. And we're punting on the – exactly right. Yeah. yeah, we're punting on this race. I think this is the one she – like, I, I don't think I ever would have put up. Um, like, Cripper actually messaged me earlier and said, do you ever reckon you would have laid Graceful Girl second up at five bucks in your life? Like, do you yeah. ever think you'd be doing that? And he's, he's bang on. Yeah. Um, there's no way I would have would have thought I'd be doing that. But, um, yeah, I mean, how she wins this is being run off her legs, sticking to the rail um, and probably never leaving it. And Pikey just gets that run, you know. After yep. Zeebel's made a mess of it up front, and and um and and triple missile maybe doesn't get the best of luck, but yeah, very open race, and uh, looking forward to it. Hey, this is just entertainment full stop, mm. really. Uh, and look, the, the late market's fascinating. I don't think you can do anything sitting here Thursday unless you like. Even if you like something at odds, you'd be better off waiting. Yeah. So plutocracy is the one that's trialed really well. I'm looking forward to seeing wherever that goes next start. I suspect it might need the one. Are you worried that it might end up three wide over the thousand? I'm not worried at all. <laughs> in, in the odd lane. Yeah, in the odd lane. <laughs> um, I thought this will test you. Trialed really well as yeah. well. So I think if it's ever going to cause an upset and show what it might have shown once upon a time, it will be Saturday. I was just really keen to take on Will Chino. I hope it gets back into favourite so I can have a few little bets around it, but it just does not fit the data mould that I'm used to. Winning on a short backup after it's come off that 60 to 80 day break has recorded a PB in a race with plenty of speed. Everything just says flat run to me. And I really hope that some of the data pervs get hold of it late and just back into favoritism yeah. so I can play around with a few here or just lay it full stop. It's a great race to actually wait for an overbet yeah. on something, yeah. you know. It really is. It's like um, we saw a couple of weeks ago when they overbet Indian Pacific yeah. um, against Elite Street and Stage Man, and we sort of discussed hopefully that's the one that's overbet or hopefully something of that nature. But just to – sorry to interrupt one, CP. You were talking about betting late. You know if you just price those three runners, it's 102% market. Yeah. That's without the rest of the field. It's already going to be over the percentage market Betfair will have for the entire field. Mm. That's just those three. There you go. Yeah. Look, I've got both of Simon Miller's, Mark Shorter than the current market has, um, which I found in myself surprising. Platinum Bullet scratched a week ago? Yeah, I'm not, not uh, too- Future Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and look, I reckon I, he thought he ran into a hot race and thought, I'll, 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 I'll zag him. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll get an easy one. <laughs> yeah. He just walked straight into Evan Scholar, hasn't he? <laughs> and it's been decapitated. <laughs> I guess the main concern for me with Triple Missile is the fact that I suspect they'll ride it colder than a few of the others. Uh, the one I've got on top is actually Graceful Girl. I know the thousands are queried, but everything, it, it ticks every single box I have from a data-informed perspective. You're worried that she's going to be in no man's land, though? Nope. Uh, I think- Unless I, the rail's off, that's the only concern I have. Um, it's more Siebel rolls stronger. off or a few of them roll off and there's the gaps appear. They're all trying to get out and get rolling and you reckon Pike never leaves it? Why would he need to? Yeah, he's- I've never seen him win a race on the rails, so. though. Well, I mean, most of these horses, they do lay off, like you're talking about Zeebel and so forth. Yeah. You know, no, they, no, they no, will can... roll off the fence. And, and the track will dictate that yeah. as well as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, like I'm saying, you don't have to bet today on Thursday. There's plenty of time to see what's happening before we get to this race. But there is angles everywhere. It's a great race. Yeah. No, 100%. I was, notwithstanding what Pete said about the possibility of a flat second up, uh, seven-day Wilcino. Looking at her figures, she went benchmark to the 800 and then accelerated from there like a, like an absolute rocket. Yeah. Uh, ran the fastest 600 from of the day from in front um, 
and just the the, the figures on a soft five day were, were significant best best of the day from from what what I saw. I'm looking at triple missiles two thousand meter victories. Uh, first up midweek uh, last prep defeated secret plan and then first up uh, on a sad day what's that 21 days ago it will be uh, one there was it was a race where they went benchmark to the 800 then backed off to two lengths below benchmark between the four and the eight which just allowed triple missile just to, to stay in touch and to conserve and to work into the race uh, under his own steam and then let loose with that brilliant turn of acceleration. My thing with both uh, Triple Missile and Graceful Girl is if is if Zeeble goes gangbusters out in front, Wilchino toe, toe balls, uh, still can stay, Chris Parnham can still keep her within her comfort zone, uh, peels off and then has three to four lengths on, on both of those, will they be able to make up the ground? Um, I'm thinking that the way that she went the other day, uh, Last Saturday, Will Chino, even if she comes back a length, length and a half, I still think that she's probably going to have enough up her sleeve to withstand those two horses and also just maybe take them take them deep into into the race uh, earlier than what they would want to be. Um, pressure, put put Graceful Girl and Triple Missile under pressure in the in the mid-race to see what they're made of. They're both, all three, very exciting horses. Graceful Girl, Triple Missile, they can all go into a, a winter bottom yep. or a Colonel Reeves next start yep. and, and be in the market. It's just that kind of setup. Um, not forgetting what Elite Street did last year coming out of ratings races. I think Celebrity Queen came out of ratings races into the Colonel Reeves and Winterbottom. So um, it's all like even Indian Pacific made a big leap this time last year, didn't he? He came out of three-year-old company, then went into black type this time last year. So for me, Will Chino is going to be up on top of the speed. Um Chris Parnham again, dom- dominant riding display last Saturday. He'll rate this mare really well. She's just a super fast horse. I think she just might have too much gap on the uh, the two big closers. Hold them out. Fluency. Yeah. Yeah. Fluency. The whole race is about fluency for me. If um, Will Chino gets the run, you say, and just Tobol Zebel peels out, never has to, you know, like break stride, doesn't have yeah. to put the brakes on at any point. The yep. brake, if the brakes go on for a stride, yep. that's it. I reckon that's it for Will Chino. So, and with a horse like Zebel in the race over a thousand meters and potentially a plutocracy or something, even this will test you pushing up, get to the brace. There's a chance the break, the chance the brakes going on are actually pretty. Zebel and this will test even you, when you when you look at the numbers. They're probably the horses that Will Chino, Danny Morton, Chris Parnham least would want it to. Yeah, see it also might give them the opportunity getting up to the twelve hundred meters, potentially front running into Mervins and that type of stuff in a winter bottom. Yeah. They, maybe this is an opportunity to. But look, to at tag, the end of the day, so. if for, from a Dan Morton stable point of view, like Graceful Girl, they had to get back on the week, back onto the program, which is why they're backing up, uh, so that they could get into the two week slot to go potentially into a reef, potentially into a winter bottom. Uh, but you've got to throw – she's five now, Will Chino, lightly raced. Yeah, it's going to be a local winter bottom. If it's going to be this year, it's you get it's now, isn't it? The yeah. time's now. You've got to throw in, see see if she's uh, up to it or not. And from her third start, she's been profiling like a black type horse. There's no other way of putting it. It's an if not mm-hmm. – or when not if uh, scenario for her. So as long as they keep it together. Well, I like this because we're um, BJ Will Chino, yeah. Terry Triple Missile, Pete – uh, graceful girl, girl. Yeah. I like that. We've gone the uh, the three difference, and then um, Pete's also saying a couple of roughies somewhere in the three. I, I, I love roughies. Yeah, exactly. do love a roughie, don't we? You tipped me a little sixty dollar pop at Shards in the other day. Did Luke still Pete did? Luke will have a, have a uh, strut if he can uh, throw a bit of a spanner in the works, and old Zebel can can pinch it. If oh, it's yeah, I, don't, I can't. <laughs> I'd actually can't. I'd, do, I'd lose whatever money I have to lose yeah. to, to just to watch that afterwards and. Um, 
Yeah, no, good on you. I think Zeebel and, and Mervyn, we'll talk about in a second. I've both, I think they're both earned their places in the field. So they go quick. Oh, they're 1,000-meter yeah. horses. And we'll just talk about off here before. As Pete was saying, you get the easterly in or you get a super, super hot fast lane on that rail. And um, sometimes quick horses are very hard to stop mm. um, late in the races. So, um, nah, good fun type of horses to own. Race nine, what, one of the big feature races of the day, the Tab Touch, Prince of Wales Stakes. Wait for age, group three, $150,000 on the table. Pretty, pretty much a replica of the Crawford Stakes two weeks ago. However, the weight scale is slightly different, the Crawford being set weights and penalties and, of course, the Prince of Wales being wait for age. Uh, the inclusions into this race is Money Matters, having its first start for Chris and Michael Gangemi, formerly Adam Durant, and Miss Kentucky, Simon A. Miller, Chris Parnham, getting thrown in the deep end coming out of ratings races. So uh, nine-horse field, Elite Street, horse to beat. Yep. Yep. Okay. Bad luck. Just bad luck that loses the race, you'd think. Unless, yep. unless she, she should never flat one. He should never flat one. Sorry, he should never flat one second up. Um, yeah, I, I just put it down to if, if if bad luck strikes, Brad Willow doesn't find the the right run at the right time like we saw in the Roma Cup when money matters, got the job done. Um, yeah, he, he should be uh, he should be winning again. Might be a question of uh, question of price and what's acceptable to hop in. Gate three means he's basically going to get the exact same running exactly. standard as he did in the Crawford. He's probably going to be you know two or three back, one off. Yep. Uh, stage man's going to probably have to come from behind him this time. They rode stage man a bit more positive. I reckon they'll purposely ride stage yep. man quieter here yep. as well. I think they'll just go back and that might be actually to stage man's benefit, to be honest. Yeah. Being ridden in that particular I think, I think it will. Especially if, well, Pete's talking about Riverboat being in a sort of a three wide line. In the line. hot lane. Yeah, yeah. Well, even leading up a three wide line. If stage man can get on the back of a horse like Riverboat, that, that could be how you get yeah. Elite Street beaten. Yeah. Riverboat, I thought was super. First up, yep. I'll let Pete expand on that. But if Stageman gets a toe on a horse that can give you a card up in the three-wide line, Stageman has a length or two on Elite Street, that'll be super interesting viewing the last couple hundred metres. So Again, it's just that momentum thing really, yep. isn't it? You're right. If the other the other day, the way that, that Crawford panned out, that was game over at the 600. Completely. It was like, oh, Elite Street's just home here. Yeah, it really was. I mean, it was completely blessed in run. But yep. as you said, it probably gets the same thing here. If, as long as he's not finding the fence and getting bottled up. And yep. obviously that rail was was off on the day. So Elite Street, perfect position, one off the fence. It was a significant advantage. But you can't really find a negative because of that. Like you can't penalise him because he won. Um, you can go looking for some of the others. But again, what what's the angle there? So- for me, I will have to follow up with Ritherbow. I think he's a better second up horse than what he is fresh. I was really taken with his trial. Love him over a thousand. I think he's just one of the, the better thousand meter horses that we have. And he deserves to be in this sort of company. Um, it's, he, build, he builds into his prep, Ritherbow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and obviously, you know, beating Clairvoyance, I know she wasn't quite at her best, but she wasn't that far off either. He's just the one that I think at the price I'm happy to spec. I was really disappointed with Miss Kentucky first up. I launched her at a massive bet and obviously I know there was a few excuses there with her shying away Salty. coming into the shadow or whatever it was. But the fact, the fact is- what it, yeah, I mean, it could have been- Hot said didn't frank it all that much well, last week anyway. No, exactly. Was it the ghost of Douglas White on the post or something like that? But, um, <laughs> look, the, the fact is if we're looking- Jeez, he's, he's pulling him out of the archives. Oh, Shooting yeah, the lad. Yeah. Scales are just- wasn't that long ago. <laughs> the, hurt, the hurt is real. Um, yeah. Were, you on, actually, were you on Scales of Justice? No, I was Stratum Star, actually. Oh, okay. um, look, the, the last six runs prior to Miss Kentucky's first up performance is prep. 
all profiled for me within one length. First up this prep, she was six lengths below that. So all things being equal, she Is there should something have- something wrong with your profile? Does that mean she would have won by six if she runs to that same level? She should have at least finished off the race. Okay. You're she- not going to- Are we going to put that down to just a one-off and put that down to the fact that something did actually occur to her in the race? She shied at something or whatever. I- She hit the front too early. She did a street bandit. Are we going to- Are we going to put it down to that and give her an extra two lengths? I'm not sure I can. I'm not sure I can. Unforgiving. Well, well just the other thing is like- His arms are folded right she, now. She, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's lacking compassion, isn't he? I have no compassion. <laughs> He's emotional. So emotionless. But she's not going to be sitting in front of Elite Street. No. She might sit on the outside of him at best, and then she'll have to beat Stageman, Elite Street. Um, she's not impossible to be in front of Elite Street. She could tie Elite Street into it, potentially. I'm not saying she will. It's, yeah. They're all mapped very similar. I had them all just sort of trying to yeah. figure them out themselves. But again, I'm talking about an $8.50 chance at the same time. I'm just yeah. pointing out the fact wait, that- Wait yeah. for age as well means that- this is really elite streets race to lose as well. Yeah, Not only the yeah. fact that he, because he beat them all fair and square at set weights and penalties. First up, uh, suited with the, all the swings around. He Riverbow's like out of well out of the handicap. Miss Kentucky's well out of the handicap. So from that point of view as well, like, like you can see elite street firming. The only thing I'd say against that is that both stagemen and Union Pacific started shorter than elite yeah. street first up. So there might be a little bit of SP profile that comes for those two late and just lets him drift back out a little bit yep. more. He has a history of drifting as well in quite a few races. Miss Kentucky has some point of difference money about her as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could she, she won't drift heavily. I, I could understand the early support, you know, the, the double figure price, $15. I mean, it's big enough to find out. If she's at her best, she goes really close here. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, again, it's one of those races that I think is more interesting as opposed to a race where I'm really keen to get involved and- now my colours to the mast, if you like. How, how many people are going to bet with their art? With the yard? With the art. The art. Rock with their art. Yeah, with their art. Uh, he's just a fresh horse now, isn't he? No, let's not. Let's not. I don't, I, he's, going, he's going super first up in every prep. Yeah. And then he's dropping off, which, I mean, to be fair, he's a billion years right, old. So yeah, he's older than me. At this point in time. Yeah, no, I don't think he can win this race. But, uh, geez, I hope they save the fairy tale for the winter bottom. It was amazing. They backed him first up again, though. Yeah, and they were bang on. Figures, they yeah, were bang completely. on. And, and um, Clint was interviewed after the race. He said, if I um, was a spot closer, I'd probably win it. He probably probably does win it. So, But, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the four and a half kilo weight swing is pretty telling. Mm. Prince of Wales States, another stepping stone towards the big group one million dollar winter bottom on, uh, I think it's November – 27 so a month from saturday so from here these most of these will then head towards the colonel reeves i imagine and then two weeks into the winter bottom so fascinating very important lead up race to some features and yeah elite street is the market elect and uh he's the one they all have to beat okay race number 10 the hose masters the asian bow stakes um this race gave us the quinella from last year's railway Inspirational girl, bait too close to sun. Tri- trifecta. Uh, oh, did, yeah. Did Uni Time run third? No, Uni Time was in the race. So oh, yeah, sorry. I mean, yeah, I gave us and, third. Uh, yeah. Red Cam Man ran third in the Asian Bow, ran fourth in the railway. So it was mm-hmm. a very good, very good pointer. Yeah, obviously, this will be, uh, well, it should. The, the thing for the, the thing with this race is we've got the two current favourites in Kissing All Four Cheeks and Western Empire going around. And if they win this, the penalty 
won't be great enough to get either of them um, up to the minimum, which means both of them, they'll be both going into the railway on the 53, probably regardless of the result here. I don't know if they'll back up again or go three weeks into you. probably more aware with that. Do you th- is there another run in mind for Kissing All Four Cheeks, do you just, think? Or? Just, I think it just depends what how she's looking from a, from an order of entry point of view. If, yep. she, if she wins, I think it'd be, uh, be straight, straight into the railway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah. Yeah, it is interesting in that sense because it does change her sort of campaign for the futures backers if they're having to go to the RJ Peters and then back up off the seven days. I'm not sure how many times she's done that in the past. But, um, yeah, look, very interesting race. I think the biggest talking point from this race, Peter, is the lack of speed. Um, there is a real um, dearth. Dearth. Darth of yep. speed in this uh, in this event, and uh, in a word, let's, let's all let's, let's all give guess. our leader. Let's guess. The speed. I've got Bam. Last time Bam's on fire, won a race. It led, so I reckon they'll try and kick it up and, and lead. I can't disagree with that, and I think it will happen. But but Western Empire, okay. Luke's gold. Luke's gold. Poor sort. Boy, they've finally drawn a gate with Luke, and now they're going to waste it by leading. They could have been leading from the widest gates if they wanted to. I don't know. I think Roy might not be able to help himself. Just no leader. Yeah. Uh, he probably, does, probably doesn't want to be bottled up. Luke Scold's the, the sort of horse who does his best mm-hmm. work. Three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight wide. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hey. Yeah. The other option is um, Unitime has been jumping yeah. really well, drawn the widest gate. They either go back to last on a nothing speed or they roll forward. So Unitime's not impossible to roll forward. But well, it's interesting because we all know how. Like- by nature, I think they'll try and land closer. Yeah, and sometimes when you try to land closer, like they've been doing, we spoke about Jarman earlier. Yeah. Jarman could end up in front in that race mm. because nothing gets around it to take it on. So, um, yeah, with this tempo, Western Empire has to be a massive risk. It's. It's two losses to Kiss on All Four Cheeks. They've met twice, and Kiss on All Four Cheeks has got uh, the better of him on both occasions, where when they were pretty uh, slowish tempos. One he, he led. He led. One he led, and the other one he pulled himself into the ground. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's a massive risk for West Empire backers here. Fresh, the, and the we wide again for Kiss. And we all know how much Bob hates leading as well. Exactly. So, he's just a lay no matter how you look at this. Mm. He doesn't have the numbers necessarily to prove himself. He's been racing against three year olds here. He's against older horses. Been racing horses. against some horses that have not franked any form. No, exactly. What, it's really, he, if you look at the names who have run second to him, he hasn't got one scalp. I've got him priced with a five in front. Oh, Peter, that's naughty. Naughty. I'm actually, I'm shorter than I wanted to to be. In fairness to Western Empire, though, he went fourth in the, he was unlucky fourth in the WA Guineas last year. And he was very, and he's heavy. But I thought Dr. Shoot was a better run. We said his four start. I thought smashing was an equal run. Four start in a race, I think he was amazing. Yeah, they're all, they've all had four starts in a race. Dr. Shoot already had a, Two-year-old campaign. At that are you on Western Empire? Are you? I'm not. I'm just saying. Oh. I'm just saying that. And the only time Western Empire go, got to show us what he was truly made of was the day where there was an actual genuine tempo. All those three-year-old races. Was that? It was the 1800 meter race for the three-year-olds. It's called the JC Roberts. What and who figure? ran second? Oh, but it was Flash Ducati. Yeah, it was six. I would have people to won that. Look at the figures of that that day, though. So crawling. Well, I, I agree with you. I think the tempo, lack of tempo, this is what's going to bring him unstuck. Sounds like I'm really hard knocking. I think he can still win. I just just feel like, of course, he can win. No, I feel like just being I just think he hasn't had an opportunity to show his true colours just yet. Western Empire so. can't win. The, no, th- no. the third, the third, the third up aspect for kissing all four cheeks allows Clint. If he does get caught wide um, on the mare, he can sort of roll into it earlier. He has to go further back than he wants to. It gives him some good options in that sense, which I, I really, um, yeah, I really do like. I'm surprised if I've got him cleared out in my market too. Don't get me wrong, but I'm surprised they've probably cleared out quite as much as they have. But uh, I don't. Well, either of you two, um, I, I wasn't unfortunately. I've had something on kiss at about three fifty, but. Um, 
Did you see the opening price on Green Tap? Yeah, I, I couldn't. It went it. up six bucks. Yeah. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, by the time I woke up, it was um, it was three dollars fifty, which I was umming and ahhing about. But I just, oh, I yeah. feel like she'll start favourite because we're all yep. tipping her, are we? Yeah. So I, I feel like she will probably start favourite. In saying that, one pattern I've noticed in punting is when a Sarusan white runner is in on the minimum, especially one with a big rep, um, tends to be pretty well found. I'm, I know this will be the same. Yeah, look, I'm never finding Western Empire. I am kiss on all four cheeks. Disappointed I didn't get the early price, but congratulations to those who did, including one fellow yard man who- Tobes. Yep. Oh, Tobes. Look, the horse I think will go incredibly well. I don't know how it will get the right run. I'm trying to visualise and I can't see it, but I think Notorious One, if it gets the right run, it will explode fresh. Mm. It is profiling to explode in this race first up. Probably the best horse in the race. Oh, look, oh, if, if it's trading- That's why. To be honest, if it's trading at this price, it's, it's I'll be having a decent crack as long as the track's playing fair. It just- It's just got endless ability and it's coming off that little freshen up as well. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to have the the race fitness under its side or on its side because it's already got that. Could the slow tempo work in Notorious' one favour whereby they end up, say Western Empire's back of the leader um, and Notorious one, because he he actually can muster okay once he jumps, which takes him a little while, Um, musters up to the back of a horse like Western Empire. Does the slow tempo sort of work for him in the fact that he can get there and be there nice and simply? To be fair, even if he just drops out and they just – Rather than sitting last on the fence or just anything like that, six. let yeah, let him go back and just sit up out the rear somewhere and just yep. let him take off and follow he, the favourite. He needs room. Gives an awful run in the was it the Farnley? Yeah, yeah. When he, what was that? That move was wild into a dollar fifty five. Felt pretty good to me, three bucks or whatever that day. But that um that run was that's one of the runs of the season. Still, yep. tell him what tell him I come and done on a boat in the hand. Even his ratings. Cummins was a moral in the Northern Cup. Even his ratings wins beforehand were yeah. super. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's what I think he's the most talented, but he's, he's just- The problem is Kissing like Four Cheeks is tractable. Yeah. These yeah. other- uh, Notorious one's not tractable. Kissing Four Cheeks is a pro. Um, Notorious one is just like a big great dane, just sort of yeah. play, playing with the little dogs, isn't he? Like he's just- That's the way it's looked in the ratings races. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, a, this is just a speed map mess. But kissing all four cheeks, providing she can get a CJP can get a bit of cover. I think it's game over. Just needs a, just needs a cover because she can get a bit keen if she's exposed. Uh, last prep last year in the race won by Soleil, I think it was the challenge. Uh, yep. Kissing all four cheeks was three wide, no cover the entire pulling. Uh, Soleil won and kissing all four cheeks flashed into second. Western Empire third, leading him. Yeah. Uh, I think um, as long as. As long as there's a horse, to, uh, a bum to follow for kissing or four cheeks, I think she'll be too strong, though. Yeah, there might not be a bum. Mm. Interesting, isn't it? Very interesting little race. But, I mean, the, the big thing for me is you look at all the other runners and you look at the third, the fourth favourite is Bam's on fire. And if, if that's the fourth favourite, it tells you that there's, it, it's going to struggle for money to come too many other places. There's a few of these that are well and truly under the odds yeah. and for me just cannot win. Yeah, I the only Ruffy I, I think can win the race is if either somehow Bam's on fire just flies in front, you know, and it's suited by being out in front. But geez, I'm twenty odd bucks, and then um, I think Platoon's doing well enough yeah. if they put Platoon into the race at the right stage. But then I can't see Platoon carrying more weight and not out sprinting. Um, so I'd have to get the back of Kiss on all four cheeks who does all the work. Like there's the ways of these horses winning. It's pretty far fetched, you know. So. Um, yeah, uh, cracking little. If you're going to have a bet on kissing all four cheeks for the railway, I'd um, yeah. And you think she's going to win on Saturday? You'd probably want to um, back her before the race. I'd say she wins. She probably starts favourite. 
Uh, just a bit of Asian bow history. Last year, Inspirational Girl, Terry mentioned, won the Asian bow. Uh, two, uh, in 2019, Samizdat won. Regal Power finished second, went on to win the railway. Uh, 2018, Galaxy Star won the Asian bow stakes, went on to win the railway. And in 2016, Heart Starter won the Asian bow stakes, but a horse by the name of Great Shot finished second and went on to win the railway of that year. So it seems to be the uh, the pathway through, which allows a lot of horses to get into the railway on the limit, which is, seems to be the place to be. Certainly does. And what a segue. Talking about Great Shot, a Reese Radford runner. After we had some great successes on Reese Radford runners in the last last week for the Get Out Stakes, Peter S. T for the hundredth time. E A K S. Proudly brought to us by who, BJ? Market City Meats, yeah. of course. Where are they located? Well, you can find them out of the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. They are the largest retail butcher shop in Perth. Big shout out to our man, Timmy Hewitt. Uh, Timmy is uh, just an absolute ripping fella. Hopefully, he can make it out there. I don't know if he will. I imagine Market City Meats does. Big business on a sad day, so but hopefully you can get out there for uh, to celebrate our 100th episode because Timmy's been a, a big part of the show. But uh, if you're in the neighbourhood out there at the Canningvale Markets, go to Market City Meats, stock up, uh, say good day, let him know you're listening to the WA Racing podcast. Now this was this was humour last Saturday, Guru episode 99, Get Out Stakes winner Riley Dot oh. Morgan. Do you know who I hoped had won at first? I Reece saw Ray Radford. Radford put the entrance in, and I thought that would be that would be my favourite winner to date. He, yeah, he that's was. good company backed one, and you see the trainer popping up a little yeah. entrance for the get out stage. You've gone, better have more. That's one. a bit of Marty Allen energy there from. That Ray is. So yeah, Riley Dot Morgan was very bullish post race. Sent through a few messages to let everyone know that that was his third victory in the uh, in the GOS. And he has his sights firmly set on Sean Nichols and uh, the guru, the guru Danny Armstrong. Yep. yep. So uh, Riley's, yeah, he wants to go straight to the top of the honour board there. But uh, congratulations, mate. Enjoy those steaks. Elite gourmet beef from Market City Meats. And uh, hopefully we see Riley Dodd Morgan out there at uh, Ascot on Saturday. Now, to enter this week's Get Out Steaks, remembering race 11 on the program. Uh, send us a tweet at the one one pod. Who wins? Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, and the all important Sam White rule, Pete. Uh, <laughs> first come, first served. First come, first yeah. served. Close. We're like an ice cream van over here. <laughs> first come, first served. Uh, the Sam White rule, all important. Hasn't come into, hasn't been necessary recently, but I feel as though. Uh, this could be the the day on Saturday. And speaking of Reese Radford, he holds. Uh, he, he could he could make it two get out stakes on the bounce. Yeah, I think he will probably make it two get out stakes on the bounce. To be honest, his team's uh, low flying at the moment, and uh, Santa Bacchus last win. I I queried the step up from twelve hundred to the mile, um, and while he only won by a smallish margin. There was a degree of authority about it. Sean O'Donnell never really got too serious. Um, I think he laid in. Yeah, he laid in. He's on one straight. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a really nice win. And I think if you look at the Caragini Aurora and Star Aligned form compared to say a Roman Flirt's Secret P 
pearl form, and it's um, yeah, it stands out um, quite substantially. So yeah, Son of Backers um, is on top for me here. I'm going to save on Temptation, who perhaps enjoyed the being reunited with Chrissy Parnham, dropping a bit of weight. Her run last start was something like the Temptation that we saw last campaign, and um, yeah, ominous for her rivals. But um, Pete, a race devoid of speed again. I thought that would really work against Roman Flirt because Roman Flirt's a mare that needs a particular type of map. Yeah, I thought so. I wasn't actually sure who would lead this, so I was happy speculating on a couple that will be close enough to the speed. Mm -hmm. One is Utgard Loki. Yeah. Which I thought the trials are actually improving. They were pretty good. I think with the apprentice Holly Watson on board, they might just, just let it roll forward. It has to roll forward, doesn't yeah. it? Um, first start for Adam. Yep. Too. So I think that's also a little nice little potential X factor there for the horse. It does have the track and distance figure previously. And Miss Marietta is the other one, gets synthetic hoof fuller off, was back last start, not suited. I think from gate one, it can just sit basically leaders back. I mean, it's done it before over the same track and distance. They're just two at odds that I'm more than happy to have something on in what looks a pretty iffy last race. Iffy. I was with Terry. I th I think the form line, recent form lines of some of backers stand out like the proverbial Really appreciating being ridden quiet. Sean O'Donnell does a top job of that uh, on these particular types of horses. He's um, he's finding the line. That first up, fourth behind Graceful Girl was kind of wild, really, the way <laughs> what mm. Paul Harvey was <laughs> his typical casual self. And I think it might have surprised him a bit just how how well uh, sort of back, back his length and late. He franked that with a good win over Quicker some, last 200 than Graceful Girl. Yeah, it was exceptional. Like, that franked that with a... Good win over seasoned quality opposition in uh, Karajini and um, who ran third there, a star line. Uh, steps up the 18, just ridden quiet. I think he can he can overwhelm them again late. And I'm with you also. Uh, Temptation's best figure so far was over As uh, the Ascot 1800 metres last prep. She won over 1500 metres at Ascot, then went into 1800 metres against the older horses midweek, bolted in, ran a big number, and then came out the following start. Listen, second are you talking the, about numbers? Have you got the numbers, have you? No, no. I'm, yeah. Um, <laughs> the big speed numbers, uh, Vince Cardi, Daily Section, was given mm. a plug. Um, that, was his, that was her best figure. So, uh, Beat Maricino that day, I think. Beat so. Maricino, yeah. And then went, in, went on to run second in the Oaks and third in the Derby or reverse. Um, so reunited with Chris Parnham. As Terry said, she drops down to 54 and a half. Temptation ridden quiet. I think she can uh, whip around them and figure in the finish as well. They're the two for me. Hmm. Not a very inspiring card in a betting point of view, really, was it? What did you take on in the last? Uh, just Roman Flirt. So I just feel like, uh, as you said, Secret Pearl probably should have won last start. The previous win versus Olden. Olden ran last, last start. Um, it's a real particular type of mare is Roman Flirt. She needs to um, – she seems to love a nice tempo and yeah, tucking just, just in behind them and then peeling out and yeah. she's, she's great. So I, I think – uh, the stable have probably got to show some initiative and lead on her here. Um, she better cross yeah. the fence. She can win. She could. I'm not saying she That's can't. That's interesting. Win. I I didn't even consider that, but that could be the go. Oh, I think really, so. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to be. Otherwise, you're going to have horses like juicing carrots. With God, none of them are that quick early, so they can take a while to muster around you. So he's going to have to sort of wait for them. And, and while she waits for them, that's when she starts. And it's, the it's a race a with bit, two so. two mid race mid race rumors. Yeah, fine, rumors. chill and high mist will both be and, up mid race. And bar magic it, as well. to me, it all despite the lack of speed, it makes sense to be on horses that are going to be patient and ridden quietly. And I think that's Son of Bacchus and to less degree temptation. Okay. All right, let's come back with our we'll take a break. Best bets.
our Maddies and our Lays of the Day. And we're back for our Betfair Best Betting Propositions of the Day. Terry Layton, Betfair Best. Ah, it's not much value now, but race five, God has chosen. It's probably the only horse on the entire card I actually definitely want to back. My biggest overlay is Graceful Girl in race eight. Take me five bucks this morning. What did I, I didn't know. No, I wasn't. Was barely awake. Would five, would five be enough for you on Sunday? Yeah. Okay. Do you want to put it up again? No, I just they've absolutely <laughs> they've had a crack at me. I tell you what, I'm, what's yeah. Twitter looking like? Have you got much? No, much I haven't been, I haven't been on the the tweet. Yeah. The tweet tweet. God has chosen for me as well. Uh, I was very close to each street, but uh, God has chosen. I think there's less uh, dangers in the race. Similar price. I think God has chosen is the way to go. Could be firming hard on the, on the on the day as well. How boring from us. I like the days we have four, five, six, seven, eight dollar bests. You know, but you're making them up. Um, Maddie, value, Peter. What have you got for us? Chubby, what? Chubby is Chub, Chub. Pete and the Luke, Chub. Uh, Luke Your, dates uh, cool. What's the golfer's name from uh, Happy Gilmore? Chubbs? Chubbs Peterson. Yeah, Chubbs Peterson. What's your Chubbs Peterson? <laughs> Damn alligator was bit my hand off. <laughs> That's very good. Uh, what was I talking about? Um, Chubbies. Chubbies. Yeah, your right. Hand. Um, Stafford's lad, $34. Ooh. Actually, I think Brave Angel's great value in that same race, but it's not exactly over 20, but Stafford's lad at 34, whatever it is. And the people's horse, Riverbow in race nights, not quite at 20, but I will get 20 at some stage. How, yeah. How's Riverbow the people's horse? People's horse. What people? Why? Who, who, who are these people? People, people who know. <laughs> <laughs> we fish the, on board. Oh, those people. Yeah. Those people. Oh, those people sound like dickheads. Uh, <laughs> B, BJ, what's your, what's your chub? Uh, <laughs> Tell us about your chubby. <laughs> uh, no one better on pickup rides than Sean Dunger O'Donnell. He is replacing Taj Dyson on a horse called Starlift in uh, race Four of the day. Starlift had no luck the other day. It comes to town with a gate. Gate three is currently $21. That is my lay of the day. So no, not my lay, it's my Maddie. Yeah, I thought Jade was on Starlift. Starlift's actually going. Um, I think that was, that was on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah it's been changed. There. Yeah, right. There you go. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, a, is that right? Sean yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, Double pickup right then. Well, this is 16, so it's just shy of 20, but. I don't care. I don't really have anything else over 20. I'd be making it up. Uh, mini winning in, in race number mm, three. Um, nice. if, I think if no white flag. Waves um, the white flag. Does. Mm. Bring the white. If it, if it changes its name to a white flag. Oh, <laughs> I wish BJ didn't have to lead me into that joke. That's a good one. <laughs> um, I uh, I reckon that uh, it's a chance of uh, with the blinkers on. Key. Get just past them, just in case there's no white flag above your door. Yes. Who sings that? Dido. Dido. It's not, is it? Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, what's your lay, Pete? Yeah. Uh, Western Empire. Um, yeah. Western Empire. I'm never finding that horse ever at that price against that field. Western Empire. Who are you laying? Western. <laughs> Definitely not the people's horse. Uh, <laughs> Roman Flirt in the last. Uh, Indian Pacific in But Terry has got 11, 11 lays. Take on Brad, don't forget. Yeah, no, it's tough. Taking them all down now. Well, the idea was I was taking them down once the corporates went up because if I'm laying something at 11 and the corporates all go up, like Dayo's at five bucks, and, um, yeah, you're obviously going to well, – a lot of people will chime in. So. But, yeah, no, over half of what I put up has been taken. So uh, a lot of action, um, quite surprisingly, and on a, on a tough day. So good luck to those who had a bet with me this morning. 
Yes, good luck to everyone. Now, that brings our preview to a close. We've got a bit of housekeeping to do, Terry, before we uh, we wrap up. Let's give a give a big shout-out to our top 10 finalists in our Top Gun tipping tournament. Terry Layton, of course, was second on the ladder leading into the final round but is ineligible and has uh, and will Ooh. not will not be uh, tipping in the well publicly anyway in the uh, final round. I've given uh, I've given BJ what I would have done, <laughs> so I can privately say I would have won that. Uh, Chris Olsen, thanks for coming on, giving up your time for a chat. Chris Olsen, he is the leader at the moment. He is the number one seed. Second, Tim Marlowe. Then we have Anthony Reardon, James Ledger, Andrew McDonough, Steve Spence, Miles. Spitzner. Miles Spitzner. He can't win it, surely. Amy Evans, our one and only female. She has uh, survived all the cuts and she has made it into the top did 10. Amy have a collect last week? Because uh, that would make it seven from seven did. or six from six, I think. Yeah, she did. Just plodding away. Yeah. We're bold. Yeah. Uh, Timmy Hutchison and the last man standing in the top 10, Warren Hutley. Warren's from interstate as well. So if he happens to get up, then oh, there's going to be some was. vacancies at the uh, Perth Racing Guru. What do you mean there's going to be vacancies? Well, Would we might just be jump on a plane, oh. quarantine for two weeks to go to the party, surely? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Warren. you got yes. to have, have some priorities. Now, well done to the top uh, top 10. I'm looking forward to hopefully a few of the top 10 or as many as possible can get out there. Not not huts, obviously, on um, on Saturday. And, uh, yeah, any, any listeners that uh, are unsure about what to do on Saturday or want to uh, watch the races, uh, Want to just enjoy the day. Get out, say hello. There's going to be uh, stacks and stacks of us out there. It sounds like a really good crowd and a really good turnout. So just come out and, um, yeah, have a chat to, to all the people that love WA Racing as much as Bernard and myself do. And, um, yeah, it should, uh, should be a cracking day, shouldn't it, BJ? Yeah, and even if you just want to come out and grab yourself a uh, new edition, one-one uh, one yeah. hat, yeah. Uh, there'll be plenty on offer. Pistol Pete will be plenty there hats. as well. Yeah. Photos. I was trying to entice people to come. That's why I didn't mention that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll be working all day. You will be. Yeah, you never stop, do you? Hardest worker I know. I was not go crazy. I think I've had about 14 days off in the last three weeks. (laughs) I was going to say in the last 14 days. No, but thank you uh, once again, Peter. It's, um, yeah, it's always brilliant having you on, mate, traversing an 11 race card. And, um, yeah, no, looking forward to seeing you out there, Sadie. 100 episodes, Guru. Big. Yeah. Big, big, big. Uh, we do, neither of us know what the future holds. Usually we have a chat on the day before the podcast and mm. just uh, rock in very unscripted and un, uh, unorganized. So, but uh, yeah, like to all our supporters, all our listeners, all our sponsors, guests, interviewees, uh, we hope to um, continue the one one moving forward for uh, for as long as we can, as long as we're both uh, available to do so. Bringing you WA Racing uh, from covering it from the coalface. Um, looking forward to meeting new people along the way, getting new voices on the show as well. Uh, it's been great fun sitting across you, learning from you, Mr. Guru, uh, and people like yourself, Pete. So from my point of view, absolute ripper, and it's been one of the best things I've done, I reckon. So thank you very much, and thanks for uh, being a part of it. Oh, thanks, BJ. I, I concur with everything you've said. It's been, uh, yeah, 100 very enjoyable episodes, and, um, yeah, no, you, uh, you're definitely, uh, yeah, no, I'm just going to say nice things. So we don't want to be going on for too long saying too many nice things here, do we? But no, you definitely learn a lot, uh, not just in racing, but in life, I think. So, uh, yeah, no, it's been an enjoyable couple of years getting to, uh, yeah, just getting to to the point we have. And I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to many more, but I'm mostly looking forward to the party on Saturday. (laughs) So until 
next week and until Saturday on the 1-1.